And welcome to episode 418 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi, Hi Ed. How you doing? All right. How are you, sir? I'm doing A-OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, what'd you do this week? Um, well, I did it. I did a few things. Um, actually, I had to take some notes. <laughs> you always say you never take notes every week. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna remember all this. <laughs> well, actually, it's titles. That's what it comes down to. Um, uh, this week, um, I started watching Snowden on Netflix. Um, and I didn't. I, you ever have those nights where you start watching a movie and you got like five minutes into it or ten minutes into it? And you're like, you know, I just don't feel like like sitting through this right now. Like I, I want to see it, yeah. but this is not the right time for me. Like I, I need I need something else, or or I, I I'm just too tired and I and I won't it won't I won't appreciate it if I'm not paying fully paying attention to it. But in the in the beginning of the movie, he's walking. They meet him for the first time. Uh, uh, Gordon Levitt. Something Gordon Levitt, right? Uh, I can't first think. Joseph of, Gordon. Thank Levitt. you, Joseph Gordon Levitt. I think it's first name. He's walking up, and you—that's when you first meet him. And he has a Rubik's cube in his hand. Okay. So I'm like, I have these cube Rubik's cubes, and every once in a while, I look at them, and I have them. I, I everyone like I haven't like solved one in like probably forty years or not. Well, not forty years. <laughs> You've actually solved one. Yeah, back in the eighties. Oh. You know, you did it I once. Mean, you're like, yeah. yay, and you're like, I'm not doing this I, again. I I solved one and I took it apart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done that, you know, in the past. I've took it apart, but I actually solved it once, you know, just, I mean, it took, it, it's not like I did it in like, you know, in. Right. You didn't break any speed records. Right. Exactly. It took, took days, you know, kind of thing, but I got right. it, you know, and, um, and I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> tell you the thing, but I have like through the years, I end up with two groups cubes, um, you know, that I have sitting on my desk and, and I messed them both up and, and I, you know, like one I actually try to cheat on, and you can't take that one apart. And I'm like, ah, you know. Uh, but he had a Rubik's cube in his hand, so it got me. It got me interested in doing that, like trying to solve the puzzle again. You know, so I'm sitting there, and I started doing the first couple set, you know, first couple of things. And then I'm like, there's these algorithms you have to remember, and I don't remember them. So I'm, I'm trying not to cheat and look them up, but like I have in a way, <laughs> you know, cause I'm like, I'm, you know, you start looking at the videos of how to solve the cube and blah, blah, blah. But you really need to like, it's, it's one of those type of things where you really have to figure out the algorithm and you have to write it down. And then, you know, like, cause, cause there's no way you're going to remember it. There's, there's so many algorithms to remember so many up, down, left, right, you know, three turns, you know, that right. kind of thing. So you, you get to the point. So actually I was, I was flipping around, you know, this is another day I was flipping around and I was on Netflix again and there was a documentary about speed cubers. About- <laughs> I've, I've seen that. I've, I've seen that. I, I, I didn't, I mean, I've seen that there is that thing. I have not watched it. Right. I, I, I did watch it. So I recommend it. It's only 40 minutes. So it's not like it's going to be like a long documentary. It's mainly about these two kids in one's in Australia and one's in California and they they talk about the records and like the, especially the last you know like decade you know like t- how they started and how they you know solved and how they became like world record holders and and uh, you know uh, champions and that kind of thing and it was just it was just interesting like you know because one has um, uh, autism um, the other other one doesn't he's he but he's very he's he just they, a lot of practice and stuff and it just it's amazing to watch because they always you always see them sitting there right before the competition and they have a Rubik's cube like there's one under a cup that you can't see it's like covered basically right. 
and they because they're not allowed to see the 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 cube before they think they look at it first best second they put it down they have their fingers on this pad and basically once the fingers leave the pad the clock starts so then they solve it and they throw it down and they have to put their fingers back down on that pad and that's what stops the clock and there's a judge okay. that sits there right next to him but before they do that they have a cube and they're like it's all mixed up it's like and then they'll solve it again real quick it's like you know like they 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 get their fingers like it was just amazing to watch i'm like i couldn't do that (laughs) (laughs) must be very popular with the ladies (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know it's like i'm like hey kid well i i i have the world record holding holding for uh doing a rubik's cube oh very nibble fingers do you have Hmm? (laughs) i mean yeah sure if you're a cube Uh, but it was, you I, know, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, lady. I, I what do you ew? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like I said, it was it was an interesting documentary, you know, to to catch, especially if you if you've seen a Rubik's cube or you have any interest in Rubik's cubes. And uh, like what what it really involves, and you know, it's not really all that hard of a competition. You buy the toy and you end up solving it. You know, you 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 know, you figure out how to solve it, and then. You know, because there's like one-handed records, and there's a three by three, which is like three. You know, uh, on each side has three across and three down. You know, there's a four by four, seven by seven. There's one-handed, two-handed solves. You know, like, and it's a, it's like it's like amazing, like like what they uh, what what these guys come up with. You know, to for these competitions and stuff. It was it was interesting. You know, like I said, it was, it was like I said, it was only forty minutes, so it was it was worth the watch. Um, sure. You know, type of thing. Um, last week in uh, releases of the week, we were uh, there was a movie that came out. It was called Mortal Kombat Legends: The Battle of the Realms. Uh-huh. It was an animated movie, and I bought it. I bought it this uh, week. Okay. I you know I'm thinking, oh, I'll collect it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll watch it and I'll review it for the show. Sure. Um, this is this movie um, is a direct sequel to the one that came out um, earlier this year or late last year. It was Mortal Mortal Kombat Legends. Scorpion's Revenge, and it was about okay. Scorpion and Sub Zero, their struggle, but it's also, of course, about Mortal Kombat. So it's, it was like that, like dual dual story going on at the same time, you know, kind of thing. Um, this is kind of like the direct sequel. Um, it, it, I, I'm going to just put, <laughs> I'm going to put it this way: it's not a terrible movie, but it's not like I'm, I'm thinking go watch it, go stop right now, do what you're doing, go watch. No, that's not that's not the case. It was it was kind of like a cash grab, <laughs> as best I could put it. You know, it wasn't terrible. Like you're going, oh my god, this was unbelievably. You know, it just wasn't exciting. It just it just it just didn't it just didn't have something because at, at first it was actually it was like 30 minutes into it. I mean, it's an only an hour and 20 minute movie, and it was 30 minutes to re- into it that I realized, oh, this is the sequel to that other one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought it was a completely different, you know, just like this. Here's another Mortal Kombat movie, you know, boom, you know, and they had the same characters. And of course, they, like uh, Scorpion and, and Sub-Zero wasn't really in this one, you know, con- well, they were. But, uh, you know, you go, you go and at first you're like, oh, OK. And then it's just like, oh, wait a minute. Like, like, because I'm like, first, I'm like, the animation's pretty good. And I'm like, and these voice characters sound familiar. Oh, my God. It's. <laughs> It's that last movie, you know, and and uh, um, Joe McHale actually plays Johnny Cage in both of these movies. So if you uh, if you're John, if you're a Joe McHale fan, you know, hey, he's uh, using his voice. You know, uh, I, I mean, like I said, it was he enjoyable. Should, he, he'd be a great live action. Uh, be called Johnny Cage, in my opinion. 
<laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but you know, yeah, I mean, for a comedy, maybe Mortal Kombat comedy. Um, be serious about it. <laughs> um, but but I mean, like I said, the animation was just goes as good as the other one. So it's like you know you have that. But like I said, the storyline was just kind of like, eh. you know, it wasn't like terrible. I mean, like I said it was enjoyable. I did enjoy it. So it's not like I was like, oh, this is terrible. Don't watch it. I'm like, watch it when you, you know, if you peruse through and it happens to be, you know, um, you know, on HBO Max or something like that, or you know, it's it's on in the bargain bin for ten bucks because it was like twenty two dollars on Blu-ray and, and digital, and I'm like motherfucker like i don't think i paid 22 for the first one i'm like <laughs> i'm like mm. i'm like all right because because at first i wasn't gonna buy it and i'm like nah if i don't buy it then i don't got nothing <laughs> i got nothing this week for the show Fuck yeah. i mean you have a whole voodoo account you could you could have went like crazy on five dollar movies yeah yeah i mean, like I said I, I actually added more than a wish list but uh but uh, that's another story. But uh, like I said, I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I kind of recommend it in a way, I guess you could say. But I, like I said, it's not something it's like definitely run out and buy it or definitely go catch it on Voodoo or try and, you know, find it somewhere. You know, it's just like, hey, if it goes on sale and you're like, hey, you know what, I'll catch it. You know, it's worth like five bucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, you know, I'll, I'll go that far. It's worth five, yeah, five ten bucks, you know. Like I said, if you see it, if you see it in a, like in a Walmart or Target or something like that, you have any walking by and there's a sale and it's just like you know, ten dollars because like it's gonna kill me next like two weeks or for now if I walk by and it's like fifteen bucks. I'm like you motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like I said, it was it, it was it was it was a fun watch. Like I said, I, I kind of recommend it, but not like right away. Um. Also this week uh, it was the Disney Plus's What If the uh, Doctor Strange lost if he lost his heart uh, instead of his hands uh, episode. Yeah. Did you see that one? I, I did. I, I liked it a lot. I I was very uh, well. Again, I, I like those those. I mean, that to me is the ultimate What If kind of stories. It's like you take something and then you you completely flip it. I mean, you make a basically a good guy a bad guy, but it's. But it's sympathetic, bad guy, because you go, you understand why he's doing it. You just go, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, in the end, it didn't work out for anybody, did it? <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just right, waiting. I, I thought you were gonna say something else. So. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, I wonder if um, Uatu's gonna get more involved as the season goes by. Mm-hmm. Like, because this is the first time he actually uh, addressed a situation with the person involved. I-, I felt like, you know, like, hmm, or was that just some sort of byproduct of uh, strange absorbing all those, all that magical ability? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but eh, who knows? You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I-, 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 I enjoyed it. So I'm not going to be like, oh, it, you know, it sucks. I, those are the what if shows that I, I like the most. Mm-hmm. It's the truly what if this character went like ballistic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. You know, um, what'd you think of it? I'm going to put this out front first. Okay. Out of all the Marvel characters, I do not like, Doctor Strange at all. I, I think we've I, talked about that at length. I think at, at some point, I, I just can't stand that character. And I have to say, this is the best episode of What <laughs> If so far. 
I mean, the comic book, whenever Doctor Strange shows up, you know some stupid shit's going to happen. Right. Because he's not the greatest at his job. At least I never thought he was. At least not in comics. Every time he showed up, I'd be like, oh, <sighs> something's going to go south. <laughs> I mean, and which makes me feel good after watching. Um, have you seen the new the Spider-Man uh, No Way Home trailer? Yes. Yes, I okay. have. I'm like, okay, what happens in that movie looks like typical Doctor Strange shit that happens in, in comic books. Mm-hmm. He someone goes over to help. He's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem. We got this." Something goes south, and then next, you know, fractured universe. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, Wolverine's in the past. You know, maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Spider Man's all like, you know, dealing with three different versions of himself. <laughs> it's just weird. It's you know, it's it's. It's strange. Ha ha. <laughs> no, I mean, I said the the going back to the episode. I thought like, like this is the first one where it wasn't like they took another character from the MCU and put him, you know, in another spot, you know, that kind of thing, right. you know. And, and I mean, granted, I mean that's like kind of like the what part of the what with the what if is. But you're going, couldn't you just pick somebody else that wasn't like in the MCU movies, like like. You know, you own Fox now. Let's let's get a mutant in there. Like, let's put a Wolverine in there or Doctor. Yeah, you know, I mean, or I, I think the problem with that is, I think we talked about on the show is like you're gonna have to. I think all the shows, at least for the first season, are going to deal with people everyone kind of recognized. They're not going to throw. I would be surprised if they show a Shang Tsung, Shang Chi in there. You know, like well, they pro- like I don't think they could get away with Daredevil or Punisher or. Luke Cage yet? Right, I said I, I I was telling somebody else this past week about it, and I was like I was like you know that's the thing they're they're going to use the lowest common denominator because like people that don't know comics are not going to appreciate the fact that you used a character that nobody's seen before because they're like who's this guy you know like right and 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 then that's that's going to be kind of the problem you know so that's why they're going to use all the people of their gallery of characters at, that they've at used least for season one. You know, if there's a second season, they'll probably bring in the people from this phase, you know, like uh, um, Ironheart and and maybe some Captain Marvel, the Marvels. Maybe. Who knows? Like, Mm -hmm. I just kind of feel like I don't think you're going to go see like, oh, look, what if Johnny Blaze said no to the spirit of vengeance? Like, like, people are going to like, well, well, I don't know who that is. Uh, Well, sorry. Like, you're going to have to introduce a character and then fuck with that character in the same episode. It's just. It just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. unless you're doing two parters, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, or an hour show. But even then, even if you do an hour show, you're going to have to. Everyone knows who Doctor Strange is. Everyone has seen Doctor Strange. Everyone knows what he's capable of. So, you know what? Let's take it. And in and, and in the movie, hey, he was by himself in the what do you call it? I, that's what I liked. I like the aspect of the moment he started screwing with that time and it, no matter what he did, it didn't change. Right away, I was like, it's a fixed point in time. That needs to happen in order for the next thing to happen. Like, he, no matter what he's going to be able to do, he can't, it's, he cannot stop that. And if he tries stopping that, bigger things are going to happen that's going to destroy the entire universe. Mm. And, and uh, voila! <laughs> like, <laughs> kind, kind of what happened. Mm. Spoiler, you know? But it was it was really good. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed. It. I, I like those those episodes of. I, I agree. Like while seeing what if Carter was Captain Britain and what if T'Challa was Star Lord, while those were good stories and all, all you did was just swap one character that we know into another character. 
I've always appreciated the what if we take that one character and then just do one thing with them that completely changes everything about them. Mm-hmm. And and those were my always my favorite stories. Like, what if Bruce Banner didn't get hit with gamma radiation? What if it was at the time it was his girl? Her, I think it was her girlfriend, mm-hmm. his girlfriend. You know, like how did that how did that, that dynamic change their relationship? And her father is General Ross. So how did that you know like how did that pull in all that? So like those little those stories I've always appreciated. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so, what else did you do? Watch any movies outside of what you tried watching? Um, well, well, actually, the, I'm gonna. The only other show I watched was uh, the finale of Monsters at Work was this past week. So, like, all oh, okay. the episodes are out. So, if, you know, if anybody who's thinking about watching, I I watched it. I enjoyed the series a lot. I almost teared up actually at the finale. You know, kind of thing. I'm like, I'm like you Disney bastards, you almost got me. I'm like, I'm like, hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it was it was good. It was a good series. I mean, you know, it's some of it is kind of like for kiddies because that's how you 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 put it. Um, um, so it was it was it was. <laughs> it, it, but like I said, I I am I'm, I'm a Disney fan, so it was it was a good good series. So if you enjoy Disney movies, especially the Monster Inc. movies, uh, it's worth it. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, so just you know, go out and watch it if you can. Um, the only thing though is I did watch something on YouTube that I couldn't stop laughing. Um, Dark Phoenix, uh, I guess hit the Disney Plus um, uh, streaming app this week, and somebody reviewed it. Somebody reviewed Dark Phoenix, <laughs> expect Dark Phoenix, um, and it's 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 he's called the Nostalgia Critic, and he basically a lot of the movies, a lot of the movies that he has done in the past are older movies like eighties and nineties movies. Um, that he kind of grew up with watching and he, he makes comments about it as, uh, you know, and he, he goes to the storyline and, and mistakes that were made and like why this doesn't make sense or why this made sense or makes a joke about it. And that's the kind of thing. And I watched him on a, on a number of things. So he, he does dark Phoenix and he does this whole thing of, of, about it and, and, you know, talking about it. But there was this one scene, I couldn't stop laughing. I was hysterical for a while. There's a scene where you see um, Magneto, Michael Fassbender's Magneto, fly. He's in Genosha. He creates this island for mutants to get away from um, the world society because, you know, they they want to live on their own and they don't want to, uh, they you know, they, they, they can't control the world, but they, you know, want to have their own little space basically to get away from it all. So right. mutants, him and mutants, you know, that just don't want to deal with, you know, the human race goes to this island and at one point he comes flying out and it's like the coolest looking scene in the movie where he flies from like a second story balcony to the where this where uh, um uh, um gene gray is standing you know kind of thing he flies and type of thing well they added a sound effect <laughs> remember the george jetsons and and that and the and their, and their <laughs> ships that noise <laughs> Yeah. Well, then, then he says he was flying, <laughs> and when he landed, it, did, it like did the stop. <laughs> we thought it's like, oh my god, that was brilliant. That was genius. I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, I don't even remember the rest of the review. <laughs> I was laughing too hard because <laughs> you see Michael Fans better. His hands are out, his legs are up. You know, he's he's doing it, and all you hear is that. 
<laughs> and then the landing, and it's the sound effect perfectly. I was just like, oh my god, I didn't see that coming. That was great. <laughs> so if you see the nostalgia, there you go. Um, yeah, the only other thing after that, what I did was uh, today I actually went to the um, Polish festival. There's a uh, Polish church in um, Thurlstown, and uh, every year, uh, in Memorial Weekend and usually the weekend after, they have a festival of you know Polish culture. It's food and crafts and dancing and beer and rides. <laughs> Uh, the the thing. So I went to that today. It was interesting. I mean, it's it's always good, you know, especially if, you know if it's part of your heritage to kind of embrace those things. You know, that's what we did and watch them dancing and stuff. Um, it was a little bit scaled back comparatively to other years. Um, I think because you know because due to the COVID, because um, right. those rides were like more for kiddies and stuff. There were there were some like there were just some adult rides that like families could ride. It was just really just for all for little kids and then. The games, you know, you you play. It's the standard, you know, carnival fair games and stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, they have Polish beer, which is really good beer. Um, and, uh, you know, and then, of course, Polish food, which, you know, kibasi and uh, um, uh, guampkis and stuff like that, that, you know, that uh, that they have. It was really good. You know, while I'm, of course, I'm partial <laughs> to, to Polish food, so it's easy for me to say. But it was it was a good time. So, uh, you know... Uh, uh, you know, if you're in the in, in the Philadelphia area, you know, during Labor Day weekend, and you have nothing else to do, you know, and, 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 <laughs> and you're not the Made in America concert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to get away from that, you know, for some. If, if you want the cool, hip, you know, like all these famous people sing on stage, if you want something a little more quiet and have Polish food, go to the Polish thing. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Down the middle of nowhere, you know. It's it's a it's a fun time, you know. Uh, you it's know, get get out of the city, you know, the right. city that was pretty much underwater all for most of the day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but I mean, have you seen some of those photos? I mean, I don't. For those of you people, I mean, obviously Hurricane it's Ida, mm-hmm. I think it was Ida, ripped through most of the states. Um, I mean, yeah, I we know some people got it like really really bad, but I know some people like you know their whole basement became like an indoor pool and you see the shots in new york yeah yeah i was watching i was actually watching it on facebook there was a like this this (laughs) the subway goes through and before the subway comes i mean it looks like a waterfall falling onto the tracks like from the from the ceiling of of the subway you know kind of thing and the train just comes barreling through and then of course now the train's blocking it going into the track so it's hitting the the train and covering the train and like basically we're falling now into the platform that everybody's standing on. Yeah. And then the doors open and there's actually people in the train and they're like, yeah. they jump through this waterfall basically yeah. to get it. Like, I'm like only in hey, New York. I'm walking here. <laughs> See, it's only in New York that, that, cause I'm thinking, I mean like, of course it's like, this is your stop. Like, what do you do? Like you open up and it's just like this waterfall in front of you that opens I, I up. Got, I got it. I gotta get home. Right. <laughs> like I, I walk through that waterfall and go, okay, I guess, uh, I guess it's raining. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, what do you, what, what can you do? You go, I go, oh boy, shit. Um, thankfully, you know, I'm, I'm there. I open the doors, open up. It could have been worse. I could have been trapped. I saw like a video of people trapped on a ground floor in an elevator, and that that water is like up to their shoulders. 
I'm like, there is no way I'd be able to just, I, I would be panicking my ass off. <laughs> like, I mean, that's how I'm going out in a, in, in a drowning in an elevator. Like, <laughs> just, no. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, I, I, I would just be like, no, I mean, like, you, I'd find some like quick boost me up. I'll die hard this shit and climb up the cables if I had to. Like, I'd, I, <laughs> If I, I, there's no way. And then I saw like a, 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 a cute little sunny. The funny side of the whole thing is that there was somebody filming a rat just swimming around in it, <laughs> just like a big New York rat just tr- swimming war- and, and like enjoying himself. Like, oh, look at me having a bath. Like, yay! Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know uh, our our town, all of I guess Interstate 76, um, I believe was. Turned into a giant luge ride. Well, let's just say, like, like the 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 way like you, the way people have to think about our city is as you go in, the there's there's two sets of roads. There's like upper roads and lower roads, and 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 the 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 lower roads going into this into downtown Philadelphia. It's basically a tunnel. Like that's it's how you look yeah. at it, you know, kind of thing. I mean, there's openings, there's skyways, you know, because there's it's there's bridges that go across, basically, you know. And it's just it's just to clear, you know, help traffic basically in in, in our without being congested. And where the lower grounds were, they were flooded. I mean, like you could be on the bridge and like you know just look down and there was water right there. It wasn't like you know it was like. I, I, of course, I watched idiots diving into it. Oh, you know, I was watching this guy shoot a video from Facebook that they, the guy was like in his like in his shorts and like you know and and swimming in it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I you know what? You should get a tetanus shot after you're done. God knows what's in that water. Like, <laughs> I don't because I mean, outside my own house, we have um, the sewer system, but there was a, um, a manhole cover that was just you know shooting water out. Mm-hmm. It, you know, guys are in and out like crazy. Like old faithful yeah. the whole con- the whole time, and I was like, "Whew!" I just was thankful that we didn't get any water like inside the house, because it was like, "Why?" I I was fortunate, I would say, because I was here all night, didn't go anywhere, didn't do anything. Um, I didn't know. I mean, I knew it was, I knew it was raining badly, but it wasn't until the next day I was like, "Wait, so you're trying to tell me that?" There was a giant ass like you could what like <laughs> like I was just looking at those pictures and I'm going that's crazy like I know what that road is and there is no I've never seen water at that high ever <laughs> like in in my life in some of those photos I'd be like wow part of me is like oh, kind of and then the worst part about it is like not even a week later we have that whole like Made in America concert downtown where Jay Z is at you know and all these other like rap rock stars I'm like doesn't anybody remember that there's also a pandemic like <sighs> like <laughs> well it's the same like every, everybody wants to try and get back to normal as best they can because I mean like even the even where I was the the festival today I mean it was packed it was it was, it was really packed and I was kind of like scared and impressed at the same time you know because it's like I mean I didn't wear a mask. You know, I'm like, I was just like, I'm like, I'm, like, the, I'm fully vaccinated. Part of the problem. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, like, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, kind of thing. It's outside. It's not like it was indoors. So it was like, you know, like, you know, I try to wear, if, if I was indoors, I'd wear a mask, you know, but it was just like, you get to a point where you're like going, 
yeah, what, what are you going to do? Like, like, you know, there's, there's no stopping this, you know, so you might as well just allow it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, what are you going to do? Stick your hand in the sand for the rest of your life. You know, right. it's not going to work, you know? So it's just yeah. like, you kind of hope for the best and, you know, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like, it's, it's just so weird to see like a flooding from one week and then this concert the next. And you're right. That's like, there's still a pandemic. Like, <laughs> like that's still going on. <laughs> I mean, but you know, we're just, I'm just waiting for the next weird thing. Cause that's the same. Like I see on Facebook, it's like, it's like, they're not getting the variant. Like release this. <laughs> like, right. It's, you know, it's like whatever weird next thing that they're going to find. Yeah. It's just, that's the. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's going to be the hot thing next week. Yeah. Like, like what's, what's, oh, man, they didn't care about this. They didn't care about this. All right. Bring something else. Anything else happening this week? No, that was it for me. How about you? What did you do this week? Um, well, let's see. Uh, right now I'm watching my wife play Saints Row the third. <laughs> <laughs> and cause she's, Oh, that's good. Uh, we she wanted to last week. I think I bought her the Aladdin <laughs> Lion King video game, right? Mm-hmm. The one that was, I think, in the uh, Super NES days and Sega days. And you know, nice little trip down memory lane, I guess, for her. I, I think I remember playing at least the Aladdin game. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, she's like, can you trade this in? I can't. I can't go back again. I was like, I get it. You know, like, as I, of all people, understand that. Right. So then she sat down. She's like, okay, I want to try to find a game. She likes open world games with quests and stuff. And and I was like, well, I mean, the only thing really out there that kind of fits that genre is, like, I can't, I don't want to buy her a game and be like, no, Sean, you know nothing about me. You know, so (laughs) the only thing I can think of is, you know, Saints Row. You know, I, I, for one, am impressed that a game like Saints Row is even on the Switch. It's very mature, you know, content. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you're not going to see Grand Theft Auto V on it, but Saints Row is like the next best thing, in my opinion. Um, I Sometimes I think it's better than Grand Theft Auto because I do like the craziness of it. It takes, it almost knows that it's it takes, it doesn't take itself too serious. Um, but the problem not really a problem it's the, the the enjoyment i had was just ed we've been on air for about i don't know 20 minutes let's say 30 minutes 30 minutes and she spent most of the time shopping eh. <laughs> like we the 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 one we got it's it's called uh saints row 3 the full package so it's got all the dlc and all that kind of stuff because the game's relatively old mm-hmm. um and she was in uh a store and she had to check every hat every glasses every outfit and then you know like oh this one looks nice let me change the color on this one let me change the color. I, honestly ed i don't think she actually bought anything either i think she she kept the clothes that she I did not. oh, I did oh. Not. She, she's like she did I not she changed everything she was wearing it looked very similar so that's why i i, I apologize ed to everybody i was confused <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, she spent like a good half hour just looking at everything. I'm like, oh. And then, you know, because she's female, so she's playing a female character. And I'm watching, and I'm going, wow, this game is way more violent if you're a woman. Like, I just watched this guy just grab her and just, like, punch her in the stomach and in the face. I'm going, 
wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, huh, interesting. I mean, obviously, I, I played the guy characters on, on these games for, you know, but I was like, oh, all right. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my week was kind of, well, <clears throat> I am, I worked this week. I'm on vacation now this week, Ed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yay, one week off, one week on, one week off. Must be nice, right? Right. Um, and then next week, I, I got my conference. And I'll talk all about that one because that's conference virtually. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, I work was work. I mean, I've had my fair share of idgits and all. Um, but this week, I was like, well, you know what? I I want to go to Walmart because I, I buy some waters there. Mm-hmm. You know, that I used to keep my, my mouth, par- you know, not from being parched. And I went and bought the movie Nobody. Um, you know, Stacy and I went to go see it in the theaters. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie, and I wanted to add to my collection. Uh, I've also bought a couple of, right now, Voodoo's got the, hey, if the movie's from the 50s, it's five bucks. And I'm like, oh, well, there's Ten Commandments. There's uh, the, the Hustler. I'm like, there, that's ten dollars and two good movies, and I think both. Um, I think the Ten Commandments is a four K transfer. I'm like, I'm, I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like, there's some good deals going on. But I was like, you know, I, I want to get nobody to in my collection. So I bought it. It was Friday, um, and it's in my backpack. I do my job. I come home. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna settle in. Gonna put this code in and I'm like hey and I I take it out of the slip cover I see the cellophane but then I notice the cellophane is kind of ripped apparently someone decided to take both the blu-ray the dvd and the digital code <laughs> out, out of it and just left it all behind as an empty husk of a case wow and, yeah and I'm like son of a bitch now here's where it gets well I mean that's not bad enough when I bought it the receipt got stuck in the receipt thing. So I don't have the return barcode code. You know, like they usually have like a barcode. Oh my God. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. This is going to be one of these things where I'm going to be out like 20, you know, 23, 24 bucks because I'm like, I don't have the barcode. Like some places could be real assholeish about it. Right. Like I have the paper and it says it's on my list of things. Like I, I bought it. You can see I bought it. You see the date that I bought it. You know, I went right back to the store that I bought it at because it's right by my work. You know, I go in, I'm standing in line, and I go up to the counter, and I, I don't want to be, like, I being in retail, I try to be as helpful as I possibly can by giving them as much information as I can. Uh-huh. But I also realize too that they don't care, they don't want me babbling. You know, just shut up, give me the thing. What's the problem? Well, we can, we'll try to fix it because that's why they're at the counter customer service the whole time you know so i get up and i'm like hi look um bought this movie yesterday came home as you can see didn't open it but everything's missing on the inside it's clearly someone stole it you know stole something and i thought i'm i'm probably gonna be accused of the guy stealing it because right. that's you know it's 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 part on un, unfortunately that's the nature of the of the industry so she's like okay well go back there and grab another one and, you know, we'll do the exchange. I'm like, all right, that's awesome. Thanks. I appreciate that. You know, and then a part of me remembers that the reason why I grabbed that one, because, you know, usually they're like in like little cases. And this one wasn't because I, 
after a while, when the movie's old enough, they just keep them on the shelf. Right. They don't put the new releases. They only put the new releases in those little lockable cases. This one was not, and I'm like, I think I took. I think I got the last one, and sure as shit, I got the last one. And I also don't want to be that guy that walks up to somebody and go, yeah, hi, you got any in the back? Because <laughs> I know nine times out of ten, they don't. Everything that they're – I, that's from experience. I try to keep everything well, from my story in the back, up in the front. <laughs> well, that's to say, like, like there, there are times, though, I have done that, and not because um, – you know, you know that you know because you if you go and you see like all the spots and it's sold out, like yeah, I'm not gonna ask. Like I know it's it's right. gone. Like like I was too late and it was gone. But I've gone where where like I know we released it because doing releases the week. You know, I'm like oh I know this movie's coming out and I'll go to say a Target or Walmart and they don't have it and you're going. I don't even see a spot for it. Like that's what I look for. I'm like I'm like okay if it's not there, where's the spot? Where's the tag that tells me? that it was sitting here, you know, on the shelf. So I know it was like, it was sold out, like kind of thing. And I've asked, I've going, I've going, I don't see this thing. And this came out this week. Could you check in the bag? And I, and I'll tell you every time I've gotten it, you know, because it was sitting in the back. They just, they were too, they're behind schedule and they don't really, they don't put out the new releases like right away, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, but, but, but if I see an empty spot of where it was, or especially in like now, like an old movie, it's like, yeah, I'm not even going to ask because I know it's like if they don't have it, if it's not there, they don't have it. Yeah. Right. And and I did like I saw I saw it was empty, and I was like, you know what, I'm I gotta I'm just trying to replace it because now I'm afraid that like I'm gonna walk, I'm gonna go, yeah, you got it anymore, and they're like, well, I guess you're SOL, sir. <laughs> like, you know, because <laughs> I'm thinking worst case scenario. Now I know that they're not. That's their job to try to be as accommodating as possible. But when you show up with an empty case going, yeah, this shit was stolen and I didn't notice it and I want to replace it. And now you're going to tell me you can't replace it because you don't have any. Now it's going to be like, oh, sir, you really did keep the movie. You knew it was like, it's like, oh, it just happens to be our last one. You know, you can't exchange it. So now we have to give you your money back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I'm like walking. And the worst part about it is for me is the walk of shame that you have to kind of do because I part of me is like well I should go back there and see if they have it before I go to customer service right so that way I can just I can just get the process done like I know I want to exchange it here it is bing bang boom but I didn't do that I didn't so I kind of had to like and there, at this point I don't know if you've been to a, in a customer service line lately Ed it, they get kind of long yeah you know and when I got there it was relative I had like four people in front of me and by the time I had to go back, there was like eight people behind me. And I'm like, oh, so now i got to walk past these people, find the movie, come back, cut in front of all of them. They don't know why I'm cutting in front of them. They don't know my story. I know I'm going to get skanky looks. You know, like, oh, why does the fat guy get to go in front of me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then going back there and going, I, I went to, I actually had to ask. I, I did ask to be kind of like, hey, so you might have it in another spot in on the floor because I told the guy what the problem was. And he's like, no, sorry. We, we, you know, if it's not out there, it's not out there. I'm like, no, I completely get it. I'm not going to ask you to go and look in your magical back room that I know you don't have. So I'm like, all right, I guess, uh, thanks. And, I, and then it's like the inevitable, like, you know, minute walk back to the front of the store. It's just like, oh, crap, I don't have it. I'm going to have to ask for my money back. And they're going to look at me going, you just, you, you did this in purpose. Like, you know, 
And I was like, all right, well, let me go tell them. And, and they did they did refund my money. So I'm not – all in all, it had a happy ending. I got my money back. Okay. I was still kind of like – the inevitable walk of shame was just like, oh. It was just frustrating because a part of me was like, well, I really wanted to, you know, see that movie the other night. Like, I, But I, I did kind of binge a little bit on the um, voodoo sales because I picked up Highlander digitally. I wasn't going to because it's free to watch. Right. But it's five bucks. So I kind of started watching it and I was like, wow, this transfer, this copy that I'm looking at is really good because they remastered it and all and it's clean. And I'm like, all right, you know what? You got you got my five bucks, you know, and, and then I'm like, well, I I enjoy the Ten Commandments. So I was like, I'm going to buy the Ten Commandments. Like I went through like a little splurge of, of digital movies. Because I'm like, all right, well... And then I realized that I, I think I'm like one, maybe two movies away from uh, the in- illustrious 600 digital movies. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> my library. I doesn't see... No, I'm, I have to look at it on my phone because Stacey's on... You know, she's doing her thing. Um, but... <laughs> see, Genre Zero Studio. I was hoping that maybe I can, like, uh, recently add it. Yeah, like, recently added... Uh, Ooh, you guys need to update. Fuck, you guys suck. The app on the phone All stinks. Right. Stinks. <laughs> um, so I would highly recommend, Ed, if you don't get a chance, like today's would be a good day to start busting out some of those uh, older movies. Like, what do you call it? Ten Commandments? Five bucks? Pfft, Moses. You, <laughs> you let my people, people go. go. <laughs> like... <laughs> Moses and Hebrides think to get away. <laughs> How do you not want to watch that movie? And I think that they remastered it for 4K. So I'm like, I got like two and a half, three hours to kill this week. I'm gonna watch. The, I'm gonna get my 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 become my Charlton Heston on because <laughs> I almost bought Ben Hur because Ben Hur I think is cheap, but it's like a HDX version. And I'm like, I'm starting to get the feeling that maybe there are 4K versions coming soon for some reason. I don't know why. You know, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'll wait. I'll wait for that. That I'll put it on my my wish list. You know, <laughs> so that way I can circle around because that's what I seem to do. My my downtime is what's on sale this week. Click 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 click. Oh, and then I have to ponder. Oh wow, like I like balls of fury. <laughs> it's 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 a stupid comedy about ping pong, right? Uh-huh. I think the movie's great. I think the movie's funny. The movie's like seven bucks, and I'm going, yeah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Too high. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you say that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't buy it from Voodoo, but I did. I have it. Di- I have the movie on DVD, and I did transfer it to digital. Two bucks, you know, like you know. Two bucks to me makes it worth it. I almost went like, hey, Ed, why don't you send me a photo of that barcode so I can scan that barcode and get my own copy for $2. Exactly. I mean, that's 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 what you have to do. I mean, it's just like, you know, you go, you go I, I want it, but I don't I don't want to pay eight bucks for it. It's not like I'm going to watch this like over and over again. Right. Like I bought Jennifer's, Jennifer's body for five bucks the other last week. Because I was just like, I kind of remember liking that movie. And I think Megan Fox is very pretty, and I don't mind watching her kill people for like an hour and a half. <laughs> All right, fine, I'm in. It's, it is. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to mince words. I'm like, I'm, I'm here for the pulp, 
you know, of it all. Mm. And that part of me is like, well, I'm almost really close to 600 movies. I'm like, okay, what movie do I want to be the 600th movie? Because I think that's a momentous occasion. And I already know what I want it to be because I know ahead of time what's coming out this week. (laughs) So I want that particular movie to be my number 600th movie. (laughs) So it's a good thing I have off this week. So I can go early Tuesday morning and go shopping and buy said movie. <laughs> Set movie. We'll get to that later. Um, I also did buy a video game, so I got a I got a uh, video game review on a game that came out last week. So you might have mentioned it on the releases of the week that I, I clearly remember not paying attention to. I was trying to think of what else did I do. Oh, um, Stacy and I are in the car. Mm. And I forget. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not even gonna bury the lead. I'm just gonna ask you, Ed. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Stacey's like, you need to ask this on the show. So it's either gonna be comedy gold or a dud, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Ed, if you had a pet spider, what would you name it? If I had a pet spider, what would I name it? Uh huh. <sighs> Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, see, <laughs> um, so that's the thing. Like, it depends on what kind of spider you're talking about. Right, I said, I said that to her too. Someone's, he's going to say, well, it depends on the kind of spider. Just basic, just like a basic brown spider. Yeah, first name that pops into your head when you think of names for spiders. Oh, Spidey. Okay. All right. I. Not the answer she was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not the... That's okay. We were I mean, going for... Say, here's some party gifts. I the answer that I, she was looking for I either. Because <laughs> she's like, well, um, I think there's a... a so, so, so there's a perfect name for a spider if you have a pet spider. Well, to her, it's the most obvious answer. Let me set the setup. I mentioned the... Con- I made a comment saying that there was a spider in the car uh-huh. i feel like every car has got a spider at one point in time living in it right? right i think i saw mine months ago you know and i made the joke and i casually threw out the name charlie charlie the spider right <laughs> okay she's like why would you name that why would you name that spider charlie i'm like i don't know there's no real reason the first thing that popped into my head why she's like why would you name it charlie <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like well, first of all, how do you know it's a girl? Like, <laughs> like, and she's like, obviously, all spiders should be named Charlotte. And I'm like, that's not necessarily the case. I'm like, I'm like, to me, that's a basic ass bitch of a name for a spider. <laughs> if you have a spider and it's a female and you name it Charlotte, you have no original thought whatsoever. You just copied what everyone knows. I was like, I told her, I was like, that's calling any pig that you ever met Wilbur. <laughs> like I mean that's as easy as saying oh look I have a Dalmatian I called it Spot like I just like, there's no originality to it and she's like okay well fine what name would you I'm like well I would try to be a little original maybe Parker and she's like why Parker oh Spider-Man I was like yeah see <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know <laughs> see because that's the thing like Charlie could fit for either a boy or a girl so if you don't know the sex of the 
of the spider. Charlie I, Fitz. I, I, I know what I be honest. I didn't even take that far. I just said Charlie was the first name popped in my and I did go male. I, to me, it was male gendered. I don't because maybe because I'm a guy. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea why. I just went. Yeah, Charlie the spider. Charlie, it just sounds like your buddy. Hey, what's up, Charlie? What's up? How you doing? Hey, look, look, I get myself a morning coffee, maybe a donut. You want anything, Charlie? My treat. No, nah, <laughs> man, it's okay. I got my flies here. Awesome, dude. Keep the car clean, free of bugs. Peace out, Charlie. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> love you. Ah, yeah, you know. <laughs> He's giving me, like, you know, giving the bang, bang with all eight legs. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Or actually, just six legs, because he's got to stand up. So he's got he's doing the six shooter, bang bang, bang bang, bang bang, you know. And I'm doing it back to him, like, hey, bang, bang. <laughs> you know, hey, Charlie, you're my good fan, my buddy Charlie. He keeps, he keeps all the flies and all the bugs out of the car. <laughs> what's up, my goomba? <laughs> hey, Charlie, what's up? You, you keep it, you keep it face flicking back. You, you getting rid of that riffraff for me? I appreciate you, Charlie. <laughs> hey, you know, man, I got you, buddy. I got you. <laughs> you my, you're my best friend. No, man, you're my best friend, Charlie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I just thought, like, Charlotte, and I, was, I was complaining that. I thought, like, I, I my favorite name for a pig is Chris P. Bacon. <laughs> I saw that on a, on a TikTok, and I laughed hysterically. <laughs> That's a great name for pig. Or Spam. Spam. Something, something, you know, cute and original. (laughs) You know, not Wilbur or Charlotte. I'm like, come on. That's that's too easy. That's that's, that's low-hanging fruit for a name for a spider, especially female. You know? I'll be honest with you. That was the last name. (laughs) And that's what I said too. I was like, Charlotte's like the last name I would have thought of. Because, and I've and I've seen the cartoon version of Charlotte's Web, and I know. I mean, I know the story. I know the 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 the, the thing. You know, thing. I mean, the 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 movies, the books. Yeah, okay. I know about them. Just you know, like, Charlotte. Hey, no, my pal Charlie. We hang out in the car. And, he hangs out in the window. We call it the, the side view mirror hanging on for dear life as I'm doing the speed limit. You know, <laughs> his little cheeks going. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> his six little legs just flapping in the breeze going, hey, dude, slow down, slow down, let me get in. Ah, Charlie, hang on, I'm almost at the red light. <laughs> Stop with comes back through the wind she's like motherfucker why'd you go so fast you knew I wasn't in the car nah man just, just, just pulling your legs Charlie <laughs> <laughs> you know with, all, with, with those eight eyes you should have seen that one coming huh huh <laughs> oh man <laughs> He's like, you gotta ask Ed what he he would call a spider. What well, the first thing name he thinks of when he, when he sees a spider, like if he had to name one. <laughs> there, all right. I just, I'm like, okay, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna think of Charlotte. I know that much. You know? <laughs> Automatically goes to Spider Man. That's the thing. Like right, Spidey was the right, and I don't want to be like, oh, you know, Peter Parker. I was just Parker. You know, nice, gotcha. Right. You know? <laughs> Subtle. Right. You know, uh, whatever. <laughs> so, that all being said, Ed, 
Um, trying to think what else. Did I do anything else? Uh, no, no. Like I said, I can save my video game uh, review for for when you tell me what the releases are. So, Ed, what are the releases of the week? The releases of the week. Here we go, kids. Um, I think, I, I'm imagining what number 600, if the movie you're going to pick is your 600 digital is Zack Snyder's Justice League? Yes, you are right. Yes, I am. Because that is coming out this Tuesday. Yeah, it comes out Tuesday, and I'm like, all right, well, I have to go out to Target anyway, so I figure I'll just swing on by, grab a copy, you know, I, I was, I, you know, because I had time. I knew it was coming out, so there was a part of me that was like, well, do I? I know Best Buy has got, like, the 4K Steelbook Edition, but I'm like, the Steelbook Edition really is just all their arms <laughs> <laughs> reaching up to the sky for some reason. You know, I don't even know why. I don't even know why. And I'm like, but I noticed there was, like, no digital copy with that one. And I'm just like, okay, well, I don't want that. You know, I want the digital copy. So I'm just going to go with the standard Blu-ray. There you go. Standard old Blu-ray. You know, Blu-ray, DVD, uh, Blu-ray, digital code combo. I'm in. All That's right. That's all I want. Uh, I'm hoping that the, the special – I almost bought The Breakfast Club this weekend. Did you? Yeah, I had this – it was a steel – I was at FYE because we have it that at my mall. And I know that they're a little bit more pricier, but they had a sale going on, and it was a new copy – um, like I think like a 30th or maybe at this point 40th anniversary edition steel book and while I've seen the movie a million times and I wouldn't it's on my wish list of stuff to buy the special features was more interesting to me because it was like oh well here's how you know the origins of the brat pack and I'm like ah oh, you know what I'm kind of interested in that having a having been a person who lived through the brat pack you know right. I was I was kind of curious to see like the, the history of it but I, I didn't. I put it back because I was like, yeah, you know what? It'll still be there. It's the, it's you know, it's it's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. uh, what else is coming out? Uh, well, the, there's a Zack Snyder trilogy uh, edition coming out. The uh, Justice League trilogy edition. Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, and the Zack Snyder Justice League are coming out as one pack. So if you don't have those movies, here's yeah, your chance. My uh, one of my coworkers who, look, I mean. He's a he 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 went to school from for I guess movies. And it sounds weird. It's probably not the right terminology. Yeah, what you go to school for? Movies. Hmm. You know, <laughs> he wants he wants to be in the business. So so he really liked the the Zack Snyder. Um, he loves all those movies. So he's got um, connections over at the FYA. They they already said they put one aside for him. So he's like he's he's going to be picking up the box set. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Having a person who already has who has the other two, I'm perfectly fine with not having right. <laughs> box set. I don't I don't need it. Just that makes no sense to me. I have it both digitally and physically. I actually like the Batman v Superman. Like I have the Man of Steel in the um, Superman tin that it came in. Like it was a special edition thing that I bought that had. And then when the Batman v Superman thing came out, they had a a reversible cover um, steel book. That was basically if you had it one way, it's Batman. On the other side, it's Superman. I'm like, <laughs> not really. Wasn't really like ingeniously designed or anything. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I got that, and then I was like, well, that's why I was part of me. I was like, well, I wonder if I should get the steel book for the movie. But I was like, yeah, you know what? I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was. I, I you know, if someone would say like yeah, that movie's a masterpiece, you'd hear me in the background go. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> 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 like, oh, 
nice. Slow down. <laughs> Masterpiece. I'm like, all right. <laughs> one, man's, one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's all. You're I right. Say. You're right. And it's like, yeah, sure. I, you know what? I'm going to, let's, 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 you know, Citizen Kane, Zack Snyder's, <laughs> we call it Justice League. <laughs> just, just, Godfather, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I you know I I'm sure that when time comes and they look at the AFI top 100 movies of all time, Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be on that list at some point in time. The Ten Commandments, the Zack Ten Commandments, Snyder's, exactly. Zack Snyder's Justice League, <laughs> Lawrence of uh, Lawrence of Arabia, Zack Snyder's <laughs> just, just doesn't doesn't make. I mean, there's a desert scene, sure, but <laughs> I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, but you're right, Ed. One man's trash is another man's treasure. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't belittle. It's, it could be some. No, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I didn't say you didn't have to belittle. But, uh, I'm just pointing it out. And some people like this, and some people don't have to. Whatever. But I know uh, you feel free to. I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought the movie was entertaining. It. I wouldn't say it was fun. I mean, it was entertaining. I mean, to be fun, it was like, you make me feel good. That movie just made me feel like, oh, my God, it's it's heavy. Heavy. <laughs> so there's that part of me that's just like, I... Some, there's a kid right now who swears by that trilogy. That's his Spider-Man. That's his Spider-Man. That's his Superman. That's his Batman. That's his, that's his team-up. That's going to be the best. All other ones are now going to be compared to that one. Sadly. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, All right. yeah, okay. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm still picking it up Tuesday, but <laughs> so, I'm still gonna be part of the problem. But mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, that's yeah, that's Stacey, me. Stacy said it. Stacy said it was part of the problem. Like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I am. Not gonna lie, I am. But if buying the Zack Snyder's Justice League helps maybe get the David Ayer's cut of Suicide Squad, all right, sure. I'm yeah, <laughs> I definitely want to see that. Sure, or if it, maybe it's on one step close to the three-hour Batman Forever movie that Joel Schumacher apparently did. You know, like I'm, like I'm in. I'm, if giving somebody my twenty bucks is going to do that, I'm totally in. Count me in, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is coming out? Um, the Lawnmower Man Two, uh, Job's War is coming out the first time on Blu-ray um, really? this Tuesday. Yes, with a digital code. So this could be your next <laughs> your six hundred instead sex. Just like just say. No, no. I, I the second one. I could have bought the second one like months and months ago. It's super cheap on Voodoo. Super. Now you probably bumped it up now because of the release, but. I mean, I think the first Lawnmower Man is actually, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, I think it's five bucks this weekend. Is it? Yeah, it's the the director's cut, which is adds like another like half hour, forty five minutes to the movie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and every once in a while, I keep thinking, I keep looking at it, going, I really like that movie in the theaters. And then of course they get to the part where you know he's like super all AI, and I'm like, oh my god, that that, ooh. That's what computer animation went for back then. And I was like, back then, I was like, wow, that's really cool and really awesome. But nowadays, I'm going, really? I c- you could probably do better on your phone. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's like, 1992, so you gotta, you know, to put it in that way, you know, especially right, right. And like I said, that's what I mean. It's like back then, it was like, ooh, holy mackerel, that was pretty cool and pretty wild. Now it's like, 
Oh, I think my my you know my dog can do something better. <laughs> <laughs> and it's five ninety nine, by the way. I just looked it up here on Voodoo. It's it's on sale for five ninety nine. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, too pricey. Yeah. The second one. Yeah. The second one. No, the director's cut. Oh, okay. The director's cut six bucks. Yeah. See, to me, six bucks, maybe, maybe. And again, I'm even like, Meh. I. <laughs> Not sure. I think I was. You know what? I went down a well and I saw that the Comedy Central roast of pick insert person there. Some of them were five bucks. Some of them are three dollars. I think the Bruce Willis one I think was three dollars. Buy for three bucks. And a part of me was like, oh, that is so worth three dollars. <laughs> the, the what do you call it? The um, Edward Norton one where he's you know his part. I was like. It's totally worth it. I love that one. Three bucks? <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in. <laughs> right, what else? Is, what else you got? Uh, well, you like 4K, right? Yeah, sure. When I when I can. Digital yes. digital 4K. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about Star Trek: The Original Series? Um, I don't know. What if I add a steelbook to that? Oh, a steelbook, huh? Yes. So this week, Star Trek, the original series. Oh, I'm... Yes, the original <laughs> series is... It's not 4K. I'm sorry. It's Blu-ray. It's coming with a steelbook. I'm, I'm combining two other things that are going on here at the same oh, time. Okay. But so they're, they're re-releasing the, the original trilogy, the original series in a steelbook. In a steelbook, Blu-ray, Yes. Oh, okay, but it's not 4K. Right, right. the the original the the four original movies are releasing in 4K. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, so that that also has a digital copy as well. So you can get Star Trek: The Motion Picture, Wrath of Khan, Serge Spock, and The Voyage Home, um, all with uh, all in 4K. Um, they also also releasing individually Star Trek one through four. Um, with the digital copy, uh, I don't think they came out with that with the digital pop because back then I don't think they were thinking yeah. of that. Also, Star Trek In the Darkness is also getting released this week on a Blu-ray with digital. Um, this is the new thing now. I think they're trying to uh, woo people over with the with the with the digitals, you know. So they're they're throwing it in with a with a DVD like The Wolf of Wall Street, Terminator Genesis, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, Scream Two and Three. Are all on Blu-ray again with digital copies. That's the that's the okay. new kind of right. They're re-releasing movies that might ha- might have been. Uh, here's the best way. I got, uh, here's my thought about it: is movies that were like, hey, here's a digital code for Ultraviolet, right? Which is no longer around anymore. And I, unlike some people, I never transferred my Ultraviolet to my Voodoo, so I lost a bunch of movies. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. So maybe there's like that opportunity since the that the some some of those barcodes don't scan so here's like another chance you go and hey let's buy it again or if you haven't already bought it well that's the thing like you you also got to be careful with those because like i bought real cheap i found it it was leon the professional uh-huh. uh I, I found it on blu-ray somewhere and i bought it and it had a digital code which was an ultraviolet and it said it expired like in 08 oh. or something like that like some i forget what the, it might i'm totally off but it was it was years ago but i put the code in and it worked Right. So, you know, just, just throwing that out there real quick. Okay. Um, there's some 4K releases this week. Uh, the Thing, uh, John, John Carper's The Thing's coming out on 4K this week. Rear Window is uh, getting a 4K release. And Vertigo, uh, two Alfred Hitchcock movies. Hey, you know what? Ed, you could buy them for five bucks a piece right now 
on Voodoo, 4K transferred everything because of, uh, I think because of that. Yeah. It's that 5 for 50. I mean, any movie in the 50s, which means to me, it's made in 1950s, it's five bucks, which means that next week or next month they'll probably do the uh, $6 for any movies made in the 60s. Oh, they've done that, yeah. Yeah, they've done it in the past, and that's why when I saw the five for 50, you know, the 50s for five, I was like, oh, they're doing it again. And, oh, Sean might have to buy, you know, to keep an eye on some of those movies from the 60s. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. You know, maybe for six bucks. But, I mean, if I didn't buy it for four ninety nine yet, why would I want to pay six bucks for it? <laughs> All right, well. So what else got? Also coming out this week uh, on the, the Harry Potter Complete 8 movie, 8 film collection is coming out on a DVD box set. So I guess if you don't want to spend an extra money, like sometimes they want to make it a little cheaper for you, the eight right. movie collection is now coming on on DVD as a box set, so you can enjoy it that way. And finally, the Young Sheldon season four is coming out on Blu-ray. That show has made it to four seasons. That's true. <laughs> yes, wow. it has. So that is it for movies and TV. Huh. Okay. But yeah, Young, Young Sheldon's four made season four, and they're doing season five. Who knew? Nice. Okay. All right. Good for them. <laughs> All right. What else? We, so we got coming out in video games. All right. Here we go. Uh, we're going to start off with Chernobyl. Wow. Chernobyl Bytel. I have no. I probably mispronounced that. But I don't care. Developed by Farm, uh, the Farm Fifty One, and published by All In for uh, All In Games for the PS4, Xbox One, and that's coming out Tuesday, September seventh. Then we have Fist. Forge in the Shadow Torch, uh, developed by T Games and published by Billy Billy uh, for the PS4, PS5, and that's coming out on Tuesday, uh, September 7th. Then we have Sonic Colors Ultimate, developed by Blind Scroll Games and published by Sega for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that'll be on Tuesday, September 7th. Then we have Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites, developed by Wayward. Technologies and published by Zagat Interactive for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SX, Switch, and PC. And that's on Thursday, September 9th. Then we have The Artful Escaped, developed by Beethoven and Dinosaur and published by Anna Annapurna Interactive for the Xbox One and PC. And that'll be on Thursday, September 9th. Then we have Inked, A Tale of Love, developed by... Sonam Games and published by Pixban for the PS4, Xbox One. And that'll be on Friday, September 10th. Then we have Life is Strange, True Colors, developed by Deck 9 and published by Square Enix for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series SNX, Switch, Stadia, and PC. And that'll be on Friday, September 10th. Lost in Random is the next one, developed by Zoink. And published by EA Originals for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And that'll be Friday, September 10th. Then we have NBA 2K22. Developed by Visual Concepts. And published by 2K Games. Published uh, for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and X. Switch and PC. And that's on Friday, September 10th. Then we have Port Royale 4. Uh, developed by Gaming Minds are published by Calypso Media for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and that'll be on Friday, September 10th. Then we have Tales of Arise, developed and published by Bandai Namco for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and X, and PC and for Friday, September 10th. And finally, WarioWare, get it together. 
developed by Intelligent Systems and Nintendo and published by Nintendo for the Switch, and that'll be on Friday, September 10th. Okay. Yeah, it's a big week. Yes. <laughs> it's a big week, and I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah. it's usually summer they don't have too many games, and then all of a sudden, you know, like if there's a big boom from like September to the end of the year pretty much. Yeah. No, no, it's it's we call it um it's that time of year where it's like oh NBA and and that starts off you might say the fall like Christmas is right around the corner you know we're in September now that means what a hundred days of shopping before Christmas mm-hmm. maybe a hundred and twenty I don't know I'm, I'm I don't care you know but it definitely is the let's get things going get, start jacking out those uh. uh new systems like well like the new switch comes out in october i think in a couple weeks the new far cry uh scheme comes out which i remember i'm not sure if i pre-ordered it or not you know so there's like a lot of games like oh it's that time of year sean now buys games and then hopes he gets to play them all because it's (laughs) holiday season and he's got to work retail (laughs) (laughs) so um well, Ed, I, I, as I mentioned, I did purchase a video game this week. Um, it's an arcade, I would say it's an arcade fighter game. Um, and because of where I'm from, I felt like it's my duty as a Philadelphian to buy it. Okay. Okay. Let me just go reach over and grab the case. I, I have this. Uh, can I take a guess? <laughs> we- Sure. Is it, is it a Rocky game? Yeah, kind of. Sure. Okay, sure. It is Big Rumble Creed Champions Boxing. <laughs> it's Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. Okay. So it is, Ed, become the champ. Train like a champ in iconic Creed and Rocky montages. <laughs> Claim your legacy. Fight your way through the legendary tales of 20 unique characters. Rule the ring. Duke it out with friends and multiplayers across 13 arenas. Ed, you get to play as Adonis Creed, Apollo Creed, Rocky Balboa, Ivan Drago, Victor Drago, for those people who've seen the second movie, Clubber Lang, and more. Oh. Yes. I was like, all right. I mean, it was cheap. You know, uh, cheap enough. It was like 40 bucks for the game. Um, it, it's not like a super duper detail. It's very um, arcade-like is the best way to put it. it they're, they're stylistic. The Rocky looks like Rocky, but more of like a character of him. Same with Creed. Same with uh, Apollo. Uh-huh. Even Ivan Drago. Kind of. If, if you take... Um, guile from street fighter and make him a little taller and you know with the haircut that flat top blonde flat top yeah it's kind of kind of what they look like i mean it's not like oh, okay it's, it's not graphically heavy and the game itself's more of like a uh i say arcade type meaning that if you were if you could put a quarter in and you would be fighting and pick your player and then there's like a little story that you could follow like i know rocky balboa's story it's him and creed because you have to you have to kind of, for me at least, you have to start with the OG boxer, Rocky himself. You know, so he's training Adonis Creed, and they're talking about his life or his career. And there are moments in the game that go like, oh, here's Philadelphia in 1975. 
The only thing I noticed they they did they couldn't do is probably because they don't have the licensing rights or whatever. They couldn't use the Spectrum as a place. Huh. So they named it something else, like another uh, another place. But they talk about like Philadelphia and they talk about Mickey's Gym and and then when you you know um I think I'm in Rocky Three story wise goes, but Rocky Three basically is just like like after Rocky Three, um on this trip in Mexico with uh, with Apollo and now I have to fight this Mexican boxer. That's my, you know, huh. that's my that's my arcade arc, you might say. <clears throat> there's different um there's that's the art that's the arcade part of the game. Then there's a versus mode where you can basically climb a ladder um where it's you play as a character, you pick a character and after every fight you get to after like two fights, you get to unlock something. Uh, with most of the time, it's either a character or a new suit for that that person, like a new skin. Uh-huh. Um, so there is that, like, oh well, look, I just want to see how much I can get. And I know that after I get done the Rocky story, I might be I'm, I'm going to go over to the whoever I unlock, like go over to the Apollo Creed side, you know, <clears throat> just to be like, okay, well, is it going to pick up where Apollo Creed left off, like? Is it going to be after he loses the fight to Rocky, or is this on his own personal way to become champion? Like that's what I'm kind of interested in. See what little stories they gave. Um, it is, and it does have MGM in the, in the titles, like you know, like MGM Studios. Um, so you do get a little bit of an "I Have a Tiger" montage going. <laughs> <laughs> you do get the Rocky soundtrack. You know, they're coming higher. <laughs> 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 so, so I'm like, all right, it's like a, I'm not to me. It's like a oh, it's a filler game until something else comes around. And then even when that, like for example, Far Cry Six is coming out, I think in a couple weeks. So I might just play this game until. Far Cry 6 comes out and then trade it in and put towards it. It's not much of a I'm not like, oh my god, this is the greatest game ever. It's a cute game that if you and your friends were sitting around and you're like, it's a nice party game. Like, it sounds like they got someone doing Rocky Balboa. I don't think it's Fly. I don't think it's him. Mm. Um, but it's got the hey, yo, Adrian kind of day. But they, they it's not fully animated. It's like um Imagine you and I in, in like a fixed pose and we're having a conversation and then every once in a while my fixed position will change to like a finger point, you know, when I'm angry or oh, okay. I'm dick and it's just like, hey, hey and, and he says something kind of stupid, you know, it's uh, something I don't, I've never heard in any of the Rocky movies. So it makes me go like they probably just got some guy going, hey, you think I'm stupid, don't you? Like, you know, kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, like I said, it's it's entertaining. It's fun. Um, I wouldn't would I I would recommend it if you had nothing else better to do and you wanted a, a if you were itching for a boxing game, this might tie you over until they make like a fight night. <laughs> I don't know when that's coming. So it's it, it's got like a special move and you can block and you can dash right. It's, it's, it's not a complicated game, and it does just feel more like oh like look I got nothing to do today. I got twenty minutes. I'm gonna go get some punching in. And that's about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, of course, then there's, you know, Stacy playing Saints Row. 
um, which I was playing a little bit today. After she was she was at work and I was on vacation, so I got to dip my toe back into Saints Row Three again, which made me realize that I had there is an expansion. Uh, it's in Saints Row Four. There's a game that I don't want to mention it because if I mention the name of the title, I might spoil something for Stacy. Um, as far as character wise goes, um, so I was like, oh, I remember buy-. like when I bought the game, when I bought Saints Row Four. It was like this bundle pack, and I thought they re. I thought it was a brand new game, and it wasn't. It was basically Saints Row Four and this. I want to say like extra game that came out with it, and I was like, oh. Well, I downloaded the game, so I have it, so I can at least play that one. It's um, something out of hell. All right. Uh, you know, just to for those people who play the Saints Row games, probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I said, I don't want to say it because it's going to ruin something for Stacy. Right. <laughs> so I don't want to do that since she's sitting right next to me or laying next to me. Um, I just watched. I did watch her <laughs> totally <laughs> shoot up the place, and she had to jump into a helicopter. And she was flying a helicopter, and then she just randomly hit the wrong button and then jumped right out of the helicopter. <laughs> to her death. <laughs> 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 and I don't know if she realizes. I don't know if she's she's doing both. I don't, I have to I have to play. She was running through it, and she was throwing, running, and throwing a hand grenade, and it looked like she was skipping when she was throwing it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember that animation, but so I'm like, I don't know if she, if she stops it, if she throws it, does she still jump? I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Like I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm watching, you know, her play and she's flying, she's flying. And next, you know, she just takes a header out the side of it. Just (laughs) like she exited the vehicle as it was flying in midair. Just watch her fall to her death. <laughs> uh, what about you? Have you been doing any? Have you been doing any gaming? No, no, no. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I've been watching videos on uh, Cyber 20, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and apparently, like now, it's pit the bargain bin for like. <laughs> you know, some people are like, "Oh, there's a future," and blah blah blah. You know, it's like all this like crap. You know, but it's like yeah, they're doing some like new updates and some free content. And 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 it's like on sale now. You can buy it for like ten bucks. Apparently, I think the digital or whatever uh, is now available for ten bucks. And you're going, "Oh, really?" Like, oh, yeah, it makes me feel good. Look, <laughs> so I, excited. I, mean, I, I bought my copy, <laughs> so. <laughs> It's, it's gonna happen Ed. Yeah. sometimes people you know sometimes the big games wind up being a big goose egg yeah. <laughs> you know you never know how things are gonna go I mean I was I was telling everybody it was gonna be game of the year it was gonna be awesome it's I can't wait this is great the Witcher series the Witcher game is phenomenal the series is great you know video game wise and I trust Project CD Red I, I, tr- I do I do and then the game comes out, and I'm like, oh, Sean, what did you do? <laughs> like, <laughs> you backed like, the wrong horse on this one. Like, oh, man, it's a good thing I didn't have any real money invested in this. <laughs> <laughs> I would have lost millions. Uh, but I'm also, and I do believe in the long game, so I, I kind of feel like it, it, it'll... It'll level off and find its audience, but you're probably, at this point now, be like, oh, well, it's like a year later, you know, when is it gonna? When is it gonna be good again? 
<laughs> so <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. So anyway, I do have news. Okay. I got some news. Hit it. All right. Um. Well, first of all, apparently HBO Max fixes a major issue with the beloved Cartoon Network show. Um. I don't know if you're a fan of the TV show. Um. OK KO. I don't know no. Heard of it. It's it's um. <clears throat> uh, OK KO. Let's be heroes. It's an animated series from Ian Jones Quarterly that followed a kid named KO who's on a mission to become the greatest hero in the world. Um, and now ha- now fans of the Cartoon Network show can watch it the way it was intended, thanks to HBO Max. Um, on August 19th, Jones Quarterly broke the long way to news that the streamer had corrected the running order of the series, which means that the show is bingeable in the order the minds behind the scenes intended. Uh, previously, the show was only available to watch in broadcast order. That's not quite accurate um jones quarterly expressed his excitement about the update basically what they did was the cartoon network would air the show out of order and out of sequence and hbo max has now corrected that in their broadcast so you can actually binge it from like episode one to whatever episode and actually get the story the way it was intended to be so if there's no like like, you know how um, uh, Star Blazers, when I used to watch Star Blazers, I would watch one episode and be like, oh, okay. And then the next episode, it's like, you know, we're 400 days away from Earth. And then the next episode is like, we're 700 days away from Earth. I'm like, when did that happen? <laughs> it's like completely different. Yeah. So it's like, it's out of order. So now they put it back in order. So I thought that was nice of them. <laughs> You're like, really? Sean, that's a slow news day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's 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 interesting because I know like it's it is a pain in the ass. Like I watched uh, Clone Wars and the the actually I like they're out of order. If you watch the show intently, um, there's there's certain characters that got killed, and like three episodes later they're back in this the series, mm-hmm. and you're going, oh wait a minute, that's not right. Like you know, and I like I because I watched. I watched the series. Like I bought it. I got it uh, as a gift uh, on DVD like years ago, and I ended up watching the whole thing, and I enjoyed it. It was, it was a really good show. Um, but uh, as I'm watching it, though, I'm 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 really getting into characters and all, and, and you know, rem- trying to remember. Of course, I can't remember any of the names now. So you, <laughs> you can put a gun to my head. You can possibly blow my brains out because that ain't happening. But. Uh, but I'm watching it, and 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 I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, that character died three episodes ago, and I'm like, you know, I have it on DVD, so I'm like flipping back to the, you know, because it's like on the same DVD, and I go back just to make sure, like, did they die? Like, was I not paying attention up well enough that the character survived somehow? And then you realize, like, no, because now, like, like the whole sequence is out of whack because the character was in prison and he was you know, trying to escape and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it was that, it was that type of thing. And then they put him in prison. So it's like, it was like, Oh, it's out of order. That, that episode should have been in reverse, you know, like kind of thing, right. you know? So, um, so yeah, I get it. I, I understand completely, uh, you know, when, when, when certain shows are out of order and you're watching it intently and all you're going, wait, that doesn't right. That doesn't seem right. Like what? That, that's out of sequence for some reason. And you can't put your finger on it. Cause maybe if you're watching it on a weekly basis, instead of, binging it like continuously then you know you don't really see it too much but like if you if you are like watching it on hbo max like that's good that they did that so that's good 
What is a slow news day for you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ed, um, here's one. John Cena apparently would consider playing The Thing in Marvel's Fantastic Four reboot. Um... No, I'm out. Uh, Suicide Squad John Cena says playing Ben Grimm in Marvel's upcoming Fantastic Four reboot is a thing that he would consider. (laughs) (laughs) See see what they did there, Ed? (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) All right, so previously, this is from MovieWeb, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, we addressed the possibility of John Cena in the role of Ben Grimm with an editorial about how the actor and WWE legend would be perfect for it. The suggestion has since made its way to Cena, so now they're going to take credit for this question. And it appears that one of the breakout stars of the Suicide Squad is open to joining the MCU with Fantastic Four. From a new video uh, Q&A with Esquire, here's what Cena had to say if asked if he considered playing the thing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I, would consider, I would consider most anything... I think keeping yourself open to options and different perspectives is a good way to go about life. That would simply be a thing that I would consider because I like to keep my perspective open to new things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Somebody stop him. (laughs) (laughs) The puns write themselves, Ed. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I don't think you do a terrible job. I don't think so either. I mean, I like to. I'm, I let's see how he does in his own TV show. <laughs> because him being like second or third on the call list, I'm okay with because he wasn't horrible in the Suicide Squad. Right. Um, and I, the stuff that I've seen him in, he's not. He's no Rock. He's he's definitely nowhere near the Rock's acting chops. Mm. But he's certainly better than uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like, you know, he's probably on par with like you know Stone Cold Steve Austin and his acting career, you know that he had for a while. Um, wow, wow. I, I there one movie I liked is I think it's called The Condemned. I think it's on my wish list. It's it's your typical hey I'm an ex-convict being thrown on an island where I get hunted for sport with other people like or it's like all these other bad guys. It's like everyone has to get off the island by killing everybody else. It's a, it's it's like a Lord of the Flies meets. Hunger Games mm. meets whatever that movie is where the guy hunts another man on an island for sport. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that movie is. You all know. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a common common thing in a movie. <laughs> uh you know, I I mean, like I said, I don't think he'll do a great job. I mean I don't think he'll do a bad job, but I don't think he'll do a great job. I think he'll be mediocre. But I mean like the the reality of it is is like like it just it depends on how they write it. So, like, if they don't give him much of a role in terms of, you know, like, some kind of, like, they, you know, need some kind of, um, you know, if they do the whole story of, of like, him dating the blind girl, you know, and, and you right. know, and, and realizing that, you know, he's he's a rock instead of, you know, a human being because of this, this accident or whatever, I don't think he could pull that off. Like, I, I just don't. Like, that's that's going to be too deep for him. <laughs> you know, if it's just about a human rock punchy punching thing, you say go clobbering time and he goes smashing into something. Yeah, I mean, like there, there's your guy. You know, <laughs> he stick him to three words. It's clobbering time. That's exactly it. You know, yeah. You give you give him some some minor raw lines. You know, that's not like you know it's it's they're significant enough to you know 
propel the story forward, but nothing like, you know, like... You know, John, you're going to have some depth and some nuance to your character. I don't know if you know or not, but he dates a... He, it's based on a very Beauty and the Beast type of romance. She's blind because he feels like he's not right. He's not perfect enough for her. And it's it's very deep and very intimate, and it's all yours. And we, we had all that, and then we heard you act. And then we just went, nah, you know what? We're getting rid of that. We're getting rid of that storyline. And you got three words. It's clobbering time. <laughs> I just... Every time you're on camera, go. It's clobber time. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was really, really good in Suicide Squad. So I'm interested in seeing what the the Peacemaker TV show does. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Give him a shot. I mean, anything's better than that last movie. Because <laughs> what's the way I see it? Well, yeah, you know, I was saying you, <laughs> can only, you can only go up from there. Right. <laughs> you could go animate it with it, and I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> In hmm. fact, it, they did. It's called The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, like I said, the the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you never know. I mean, this this guy could pull off, you know, the perfect thing, and I'm like, oh well, I was wrong about him, but I just don't feel that. I just don't see that. Uh, you right. know, I you know, I mean. I know he's an inspiration to a lot of people because I've seen videos where he's like the people have talked about like their lives and what it, what they mean to him and blah 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 and they've he's met them and they all like go crazy for him and you know and it's like I get it you know there's just fans of him but it's just like I just don't as as the thing but that's the thing like you're right like like I haven't seen a movie where you're going you got to beat this you know <laughs> like like there right. like it's like you could have him and still it still would be a, like a success you know like he he could he could phone in his performance <laughs> as the thing and it'd probably right. be still a better movie because you'll have other actors that will do a better job <laughs> you know but it, of course though then they, i say you say that now but i mean you know they haven't gotten it right yet so <laughs> like, yeah you know i mean there's there's hope yeah, there is. There's always hope, you know. But it's it's like everything else. Like, how many times can you do this before you know you go? Let's move on to something else, you know. So. Yeah, but you know, just keep doing it until you get it right. Yeah, it's it's in Disney's hands, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there you got that going. Um, all right. Some of the news is going to be um, entertainment related. Some of it's not, and I'm giving you a heads up. Okay. All right. Um, did you know, Ed, the song Under Pressure uh-huh. by Queen and David Bowie? All right. It was written while drunk and I almost forgot about it. <laughs> uh, actually, I saw this article. So, yes, I oh, do believe well, it. Well, well, pizza is also to blame for the memory lapse over the musical masterpiece. Um, such is the case, uh, and according to the late, latest episode of Queen the Greatest, a 50-week YouTube series celebrating key moments in the band's history. And I kind of want to see that <laughs> that that series. Uh, using a series of recent and archival interviews with, the, with those involved, the episode tells the story of how Queen were joined in Montreal, or Montreux, Switzerland, by Bowie, and a night of fooling around in the recording studio resulted in a number one single. Um, apparently, it all started with a phone call. Um, apparently, they were recording and they were recording there. And David uh, Richards, the record producer, knew that I was in town and phoned me up and asked if I like to come down, if I like to. 
go down and see what's happening, though we were called in the footage. Uh, so I went down there, and these things happened, you know. Suddenly, you're writing something together, and it wasn't to- it was totally spontaneous. It certainly wasn't planned. It was peculiar. Um, according to Queen drummer Roger Taylor, the spontaneity was the result of alcohol consumption. <laughs> He's like, well, I think the process was we were all drunk and in the studio, and we were just for fun playing all sorts of old songs. Uh, he says bluntly, and I remember the couple of old Cream songs, and whatever came into our heads... I think David said, "Look, hang on a minute. Why don't we write? Why don't we write one of our own?" Uh, from there, Queen's Brian May says it was a group. It was the group's bassist, John Deacon, who first came up with the song's unforgettable rift and kept playing it over and over again. Uh, the problem teller said that everyone got hungry, went for pizza, and by the time they got back, the song that Deacon had forgotten what they come up with. <laughs> uh, eventually it was Taylor who remembered it and Queen and Billy got back to work and creating the song from there and by the time David was very impassioned with it and he had a vision in his head I think um, when the song was released in October of 1981 it gave Queen their second UK number one song and it was a massive success worldwide so I'm more of the uh, like hey Ed did you know that there's this documentary going on on YouTube <laughs> about <laughs> Queen <laughs> Like a part of me is like, okay, I must remember that. I'm going to keep this episode and call Queen the Greatest. It's a 50-week YouTube series. I mean, I don't know how long each episode is. It could be like 20 minutes. But it's, or it could be like three minutes. Yeah, we got drunk and we were doing this. Like, I probably told you the entire episode in about <laughs> as long as an episode went. <laughs> it took you longer to explain it than, than actually than, than what was right. there. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's. Well, yeah, no, I was just saying. You're, I, I'm. I'm now more curious. I mean, I've watched like long documentaries. So I'm like, like even if it's like an hour a piece or two hours a piece each episode, I'd still watch it just to. Right. You know. Well, there's this there's this um, documentary on Gary Shandling on HBO Max. It's a two part documentary, and both parts are like two hours long. I'm like. Really, people have four hours to talk about Gary Shandling. Not, not that he wasn't great at his job, but I'm like, how? I mean, I guess you know, the Larry Sanders show was influential in many different ways. So I'm like, maybe there is two hours. And a part of me keeps going, oh, I got nothing to watch this week. Maybe I'll, I'll binge that. It's, you know, four hours. I got, I got, I got four hours in me. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, all right, Ed. Uh, the Rocketeer is getting a Disney Plus movie. Really? Uh-huh. Um, there's a couple hooks, though. A uh, couple catches. Uh, the beloved cult classic film The Rocketeer is getting a revival in an all-new Disney Plus movie called The Return of the Rocketeer. Uh, the film was produced by David and Jessica o- Oilowu under the Yoruba Saxon banner with David potentially starring in the project. Uh Ed Ricourt is set to write, and according to Deadline, the film will have an all-new creative directive, and Rocourt's story will focus on a retired Tuskegee airman who takes up the Rocketeer mantle. Um, I don't know if you're aware or not, but the Tuskegee airmen or the um, African-American uh, troopers, the pilot, fighter pilots. So your Rocketeer is going to be a person of color. Oh, okay. Uh, based on uh, Dave Stevens' graphic novel of the same name, the original Rocketeer was released in 1991, directed by Joe Johnson. The Rocketeer starred Billy, 
Campbell is Cliff Scored, a stunt pilot who finds a suit and rocket pack that he just can't resist putting on. Uh, the act leads him to conflict with the mob, Nazis, and the FBI. For those who don't know, it also starred Jennifer Connelly. Um, Walt Disney's pictures have previously confirmed in 2016 that they were rebooting The Rocketeer with a sequel entitled The Rocketeers that would take place six years after the original film, but it appears that the announcement of the return of The Rocketeer, those plans have been shelved. Uh, earlier this year, Campbell himself cast doubt on a live-action revival of The Rocketeer would even happen. Um, he's, he told Slash Films back then, as of yet, nothing's happened, to be honest. I don't know if anything will happen. What I do know is that the film endures and that it's the reason it has such long-lasting appeal, I think, is its spirit. It has a really sweet spirit. The more than anything is the reason for its longevity. I hope, to do another some, I hope they do another something, but I also hope they respect the spirit of the original. I can only hope that unless you get the right people involved to do it properly, that's almost bound to be a disappointment. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right, uh... I personally, I, I like The Rocketeer. Yeah. That's a fun movie. I'm not, you know, not hating on it. I really do. Can it be um, rebooted? I think so. Um, do I care that it has to do with a person of color? Not really. I think that, again, he wears a suit, so you put anybody in that suit with a helmet. As long as the story's good and it's written well, I think you got to, I think it's 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 watchable. Right. I say yeah, it's got to have a good storyline. That's the, that is the foremost, probably the biggest thing. Uh, that you you know you take away from. I mean, you can have bad acting, you can have you know bad special effects, but if it's not something that you know like a good storyline, that's to to me like because you could always make it a cult movie if if it's a bad you know uh, like right, I said bad, bad acting, movie. bad special effects. You could still you could still make a cult movie out of it, but if it's yeah. if it's just a terrible story, you're just it's just going to be not worth watching at all. Right. If the movie's campy itself, then you go, okay, you, some people will embrace that camp. Um, like, apparently, um, Ryan Reynolds' uh, Green Lantern is on Netflix now, and apparently, people are loving the shit out of it. <laughs> probably, and probably because of the cult, cult campiness of the movie in the first place. Like, now it needs time for it to marinate, for people to actually appreciate it for what it is. Probably movie that didn't take itself too seriously i don't know i i keep every once in a while i keep going through my video collection and go, i kind of want to watch that again i didn't hate the movie i just wasn't like really that's going to be your that's that's your green lantern like all right i don't i don't remember how jordan being having a bunch of yuck yucks but okay like i guess you can't have ryan reynolds in a serious movie without some sort of laughs <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's difficult. I mean, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think he was he was the right job for Hal Jordan. I, yeah, I don't think he was the right choice for Hal Jordan either. You know, he's yeah. got the look, but he's you know, it's not like it's more than the look. It's that you know, and right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, like I think people were expecting that from him. Like, I I don't think that like it was something that. Um, you know, like, like, it's like, oh, it's he's gonna play this straight and serious. Like, it would have been, it would have been great because you'd be like, oh, it's the guy, this guy's got range, but he's still doing those little quips, and you're going, you're still doing the same shtick. Like, you know, right. like, like you, you just, you just, and I think that's what hurt the movie the most to me in the way is just that, like, well, that and the villain, but you know, that's yeah, <laughs> but that's the that's the idea is just the fact is is that you. 
I mean, you 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 cater to the to the audience that knows him, and you're going, well, that's great, but that's not the character. Like the people know the character more, and they're going, yeah, that's not that's not Hal Jordan at all. And yeah, you're, and not you're, my Hal Jordan, right? It's not anybody's Al Jordan, you know. That's why. But it's saying, like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's saying, like, now, now people are appreciating because how much of a success that um, uh, Ryan Reynolds is, you know, right. especially with the Deadpool movies and stuff like that. Like, that's I can really see him, you know, you know, people going back, going, "Hey, this is not a bad movie. Like, this is good." You know, right. like, you know, I, I don't know if I'd do that. <laughs> that his 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 making fun of his own work gives that movie a second life right um speaking of ryan reynolds have you seen the trailer for red notice no i have not it is it gets this lineup ryan reynolds gal gadot and dwayne the rock johnson (laughs) in a in a netflix movie wow all right i've heard about it i didn't see the trailer there's a trailer yeah yeah, the, uh, when you get a chance, check out the trailer. Long story short, uh, Johnson plays a uh, a guy who brings in high high value thieves, um, and Ryan Reynolds is he captures Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot are thieves, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds have to kind of team up to stop Gal Gadot in a way, or stop her from doing something. I'm 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 underplaying the trailer because it it looks really really good. I'm like it. I just went after watching that trailer. I just went, that's a Netflix movie. Like, wow. Like that's definitely something that I would think would have made it into the theaters. And this is before pandemics and stuff like that. I think that when you have three, I mean, you have Deadpool, Wonder Woman, and Black Adam in a movie. You, you 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 go and you try to get that on the, as many screens as you possibly can get, but nope, it's on Netflix. Well, I'm just saying that you know that and and I, I well, I mean that's the same. Like we the future the future of movies are, are you know like I said I I think it's hard to say until this pandemic is fully over. Like you know like people are going out to the theaters again and starting to watch movies. But I don't think it does as much of a major impact, say, if you see it on a Netflix or see it on, you know, HBO Max or whatever, whatever streaming service that you have that they're they're launching these on. To me, that's the that's people feel better that way because a either it's going to be like a lot of them are included. So like it's like it's not like you're you're buying something from Netflix on top of paying a monthly fee. Like some of them do that now, like which is stupid. But like now they have. Like, like this is going to be on Netflix? Oh, my God. Like, I'm glad I have a subscription to Netflix. You know, like, type of thing. It's not going to be like, oh, by the way, it's going to be, you know, $20 on top of your Netflix subscription because it's a Premier Access movie, you know, type of thing. So people get excited for that. So, like, for uh, subscriptions are going to go up now when, when this, like, when they find out when this releases. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know if you have a release date or not. But that's um, good. Yeah, that movie comes out in November. Right. So I'm saying, like, no, I, you could see probably Netflix's uh, the subscription rates go up, you know, exponentially in November because that's going to be the hot item in November. That's going to be the big one that people were going to see this this spy thriller comedy, you know, kind of thing. It's it's going to be it's going to be great. It's going to be you know you got Rock, you got uh, 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 Ryan Johnson, and uh, I'm not. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ryan Reynolds, right. and Gal Gadot. You know. And you <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's a half of a better. No. Um, so you know, you, you've got these the three big star powers that you can really make you know a fortune off of, and that's just like. They just signed up for Netflix, made this deal, and it's just like, boom, it's just going to be this huge thing. Like, that's going to be like the, I think the big movie of 2021, you know, like, in a way, you know, and just, you know, just, it's just going to be that kind of surprise hit. Because I don't think, I don't think the splitting of like doing theater and, and doing it on a streaming service is, is doing the, doing the service of the movie well. And then, I don't think doing it just in the theater is going to do it well. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's got to be one what like like streaming services is it right now because there's so many people like globally. Like here in the US, I think you could probably now get used to the fact like I don't even I don't know how Shang-Chi did. I think this 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 past weekend it opened, right? The yeah. that Marvel yeah. movie. That was exclusively in the theaters only. So I know, you know, like thing that to me that's the test. It's like to see how that box office number uh fared compared to say like you know how many subscribers they would have gotten on disney plus if they released right. it just on disney plus you know kind of thing of course that would probably would have made a premiere movie for 30 bucks and you're going geez that's kind of ridiculous but you're going all right whatever you know like but the, i mean that's yeah, I, well, I think disney's got to walk on very some very thin ice with this whole scarlett johansson thing going on because i have an article well i didn't have an article i read the headline and i the headline says it all that the Russo brothers are probably not going to direct any MCU movies until because of this whole Scarlett Johansson thing. So, I mean, Disney's kind of be walking on some of the very thin ice currently. You know, they're not looking too good. But And then again, they're Disney, so they could, you know, smack your mama around and be like, okay, now where's my ticket? Well, here's your ticket to Disney. And you're like, okay. Well, so, that's the same. I like, like, I like, uh, I, you know, like if if the Roos is taking a stand, like I don't know if this is the article or not. I, I didn't read it. I did see that 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 title as well. And the Bruce Brothers takes a stand. That's great for the Bruce Brothers if they can, if they feel that they can afford the fact that not to not to work with Disney again. I'm sure they can get it. They can get any other film, uh, you know, any any studio to pick them up. And and yeah, sure, they're not hurting for projects, right? So say say they they've they've got they've got like top things and you know and gross movies and stuff like that and and some awards and stuff. So it's not like they're they're going to be hurting for for work. So they they're in a good position to do that. Like you know, right? They could walk into a, they could walk into Warner Brothers right now and be like, yeah, you know what? We want to make a remake of the Last Unicorn, and they're going to be like, okay, here you go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they could pick some obscure movie that no one's ever heard of. And they go, we want to redo it, and they would just get money dropped on their laps, as opposed to you and I walking in and saying the exact same thing, right? You know, but then on the, would be the people going like, oh, if you can't get the Russo's brothers, we'll do it. <laughs> and <Yeah>. that, <laughs> but that's the thing, like, like I think Disney has enough a vehicle that, like, yeah, they would like to have great directors, you know, doing their projects. But because of what they are as a machine, like in terms of making these movies, it's not just the directors, you know, like, right. like that's just one part of it. Like, like somebody for Warner Brothers. Yeah, you need direct great directors like you need the Russo brothers. So like like Warner Brothers, call the Russo brothers up and get them to do <laughs> right. a Batman movie or Superman movie or whatever, you know, kind of thing. Like do a Wonder Twins movie. Right. <laughs> do a Plastic Man movie. 
<laughs> it will it will it will be the biggest thing ever, you know, kind of thing. And and you go and 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 that's the thing, like 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 Warner Brothers could pick up the talent and that they because they, they rely on that. That's their vehicle to rely on. Where Disney's such a huge machine that they have so many ways to look at this. They go, all right, we'll get we'll get Skywalker, you know, we'll get the the, the Skywalker sound to do their their the special effects, you know, we'll do get them the you know right. uh, you know Lucas. Uh, films that do their your special effects boom there we you know we have like hundreds of writers you know that you know worked on various movies of uh, animation live action da 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 boom I heard that there's a rumor I heard something that there's two schlubs in Pennsylvania that said they do the job right <laughs> for, for scale <laughs> we'll do a below scale right okay, yeah Ed, we got a, we got a gig directing the next MC next MCU Disney flick, you know. So I'm saying, like, like there's they have so many vehicles in, like, so many, so many things in place that it's just like to lose the Russo brothers is not a major blow for them, right. you know, like kind of thing. Like it's like, you know, it's like, hey, great for you for making a stand, you know. Like, who's the next two that we can get to fill their right. spot, you know, like. Right, the Russo brothers feel as if they have enough of a pull in the industry that if they make a stand against Disney, there's going to be other people that might line up with them and go, yay, Disney, you're mean, you can't do stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, there will be some people that do that, but then there are going to be other people on the other side going, yeah, you know what, I don't give a shit, Disney's been giving me a paycheck, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That <laughs> that's the thing. Like like there's so many out there that will that will, will relish on the fact that the Russo brothers are out and they'll they're like yay like finally like i can step up now and 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 take their I, spot like, you know and I, I like scarlett johansson just as much as the next person if Disney's gonna give me a seven figure dollar movie deal i'm taking it right i'm gonna i mean i'll knock her ass over <laughs> trying to get trying to get my paycheck <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and, and then i'm gonna be like george costanza in a fake house fire <laughs> knocking kids over Panic and run and knock an old person, right. old lady with a walker and two kids. Kick. Right, not on my way because Disney said, "Sean, would you like to?" Yes, <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. Right. I don't. And that's the thing, like you know, and and but the thing is, is like I think the real challenge for Disney is actually to get the Russo brothers to do another Marvel movie or do a movie for them, just out of spite, like going, "Oh, you you say that, huh?" How about this much money? You know, like like right. there'll, there'll be a number that Russo's will go. Yeah, okay. You know, like <laughs> and they'll give them the, the, the worst project. You know, the Russo brothers. Yeah, we got you back. We got you for you know a hundred million dollars for a pair of directors. Unheard of, obscene amount. But the movie you're doing, Aristocats, <laughs> the live the action, action. Aristocats <laughs> with real cats. <laughs> Yes. No CGI yeah, cats, work, real thing. Work your magic. <laughs> Let's see, tape those little drumsticks on those hands. <laughs> those little paws. I'm come on, you can do it. <laughs> Disney now announces live action Aristocats. Russo Brothers directing. <laughs> see a bunch of cats on strings, just <laughs> marionette puppets just walking around. <laughs> and that's the thing like i'm i'm like because i was like watching the uh the, there's a there's a netflix is uh, not netflix sorry there's a disney plus series that's behind the attraction you know kind of thing right and the, the one thing that makes makes me laugh is the fact is, is like because they were doing the hall of presidents they're talking about that and they were showing like pretty much almost the last couple of presidents they're actually doing like voiceover work 
for them, you know, kind of thing. And like they 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 actually go to the White House and and and, and record their like whatever speech they're going to give, you know, kind. Their, yeah, I think it's their inaugural uh, speech. Yeah, well, some of them, some of them actually, like in the past, apparently have come up with like like a speech, like their acceptance speech or whatever right. after after the inauguration. And and that's that's what they use. But they also use they also got trying to get the hand gestures of how they would speak and that kind of thing. So the sure. the animatronic robot. And I'm like, yeah, Disney will go to to to, to Washington to the White House to record them to do to do a, a bit <laughs> for right. for a ride. You know, like kind of thing. Like the 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 leader of the free world, <laughs> Mr. President. Uh, Disney's here with your motion capture suit. What what do you mean? Well, you have to get in the suit and you're going to have to say this speech so they can record you. And then they're going to take that footage back to it because all that footage is now being also being pumped into one computer so they can digitalize you or at least have your mimic uh, a robot mimic your responses and your blanks and your hand gestures all so somebody can fall asleep watching you in the Hall of Presidents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it, and it's like it's like apparently they've all done it. Like yeah, you know, it's like wow, like I, that that's called power. <laughs> yeah, say, like, like 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 the president has a, a power. Disney has the power. Right. So it's I'm like the pre- I'm the president of the the, the known the, all of America. Yeah, but Disney's got the power of the dollar. So I mean, suit up, Mr. President. <laughs> 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 Because if not, they're just gonna make, they're just gonna find somebody who do your voice. <laughs> they're good at that. Yeah. <laughs> you. God, you ever see those deep fakes? Don't get you one or the other. You might as well just comply. <laughs> just comply. Put on the suit. The gray Resistance suit is futile. Right. Disney put Borg. On, put on that tight, light gross, dotted suit. It makes you look ridiculous. <laughs> and then you're gonna stand in front of a podium. And you're going to pretend as if you're speaking to millions of people on TV because some nerd out in Orlando needs the footage to be able to make your finger tap with 49 other, 44 other presidencies. You're going to wave your hand as you know you would talk. So that way the robot. You stand up and say three words and then you sit back down again. But why can't they just get anybody? No, no, no. They're paying for you. They get you, Mr. President. <laughs> you are elected in this, right. in this spot. You must comply. Right. You're a civil servant right now, and the and the man is telling you you gotta you gotta dance, monkey. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the leader of the free world. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Capitalism runs the shit, and Disney just walked in. <laughs> But that's to say, like, so you're gonna stand there, wear that stupid suit, smile, and look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, the president is just laying in a bathtub, scrubbing away, crying. <laughs> like, no, oh, no. Oh, he just spent a night with the, with, you know, went out for drinks with Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> And was blacked out for a little while. <laughs> the next morning, all confused and uh, poor Mr. President. 
Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, get back to the Russos. So as I say, like you know, so as I say, like I think that I think the big trick now for Disney is the fact is is that how are they going to get the Russo brothers in the next movie? They direct the next movie. You know, because right. I'm sure I'm sure they were thrilled to have the Russo brothers, and and I mean, like I I yeah, Disney would probably say that like they would not, they would hate to see them, uh, leave, you know, because it's because they they're making them money, you know, and it's just like oh crap, you know, now they're they're leaving, but it's like I don't think Disney's gonna be like yeah, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like the, it's like, yeah, we'll find somebody else. Like, you know, we've done it before. We'll do it again. You know, like, you know, we've, we've had some bad times in, in our movie history, but we've bounced back every time <laughs> right. we've, we'll figure it out. Well, you know, we might, we might make mistakes in a long way, but we've got enough money that we can do that. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you were just one cog and a, <laughs> and a vast machine. We can replace it. <laughs> That's all they are. Um, all right, Ed, did you see the movie? The, did you see the movie The Accountant? No, I've not yet. Okay, uh, I would suggest seeing it. It's a really good movie. It starts Ben Affleck as an assassin. Um, the reason why I'm bringing it up is apparently they're moving forward with a sequel. Um, the let's see, Gavin, o, the director of the film, Gavin O'Connor, just announced that they're getting a sequel. Um, Affleck played a gentleman called Christian Wolf in the movie, a mathematics savant with more affinity for numbers than people. Uh, he's using a small-town CPA office as cover. He makes his living as a freelance accountant for dangerous criminal organizations. Uh, in the first movie, he takes on a state-of-the-art robotics company as a legitimate client, but then he learns there's something more sinister going on, so he embarks on a mission to put an end to it. Uh, O'Connor broke the news of the sequel while being a guest on the Real Blend podcast. Uh, he shared, quote, There will not be a way back sequel, but we're doing an accountant sequel. We literally just closed the deal. We're doing the accountant again. Uh, Affleck will return for the sequel, and the director also revealed that John Berthal will be back as well. He plays um, his brother Braxton in the movie. Um, the sequel will include Braxton in the story as a bigger role, O'Connor says that he wants to make a third film as well, which he calls Rain Man on Steroids. Uh, <laughs> here's the here's the actual quote. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've always wanted to do three because um, because what the second one's going to be more of with we're going to integrate his brother into the story. So there'll be more screen time for Berthal in the second one, and then the third movie is going to be uh, I call it Rain Man on Steroids. The third movie is going to be uh, the two brothers, this odd couple. Uh, the third one's going to be a buddy picture. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, I recommend that. That movie was really, really good. Um, I remember going to see it and not really... The ending was... I appreciated the ending. I was like, oh, they left room for more. Like, it it left room for more, but you didn't think there was ever... Like, you ever watch a movie and you go, wow, this really could use a sequel? Mm-hmm. Not because you... Not because they left anything unanswered, is that you just enjoyed the movie and you really liked the people and the players and the concept, and you go, "Wow, I really hope they make a second one because I think it's pretty, I think there's something there, or I really enjoy it." And then it never happens. Oh yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, I know. Um, like Alex Cross, when they rebooted the Alex Cross movies with um, uh, Tyler Perry in the lead role as Tyler Perry and as Alex Cross, I thought the movie was really, really good, and I was really hoping that. You know, I felt like unfortunately he's so 
more people recognize him in his Medea roles, that they would, that gets him in the door. But he's not really, he's being more serious in the role. And I thought he was really, really good. And I, I really, really liked the movie, to be honest. So part of me was just like, I hope they make, I hope they make like a, net, a second one because it was really good. But nope, they did not. And I, was, I was always kind of felt like there was a missed opportunity there to have a, a really good sequel or at least a good series with him in it. But alas, Ed, we don't live in that world. But mm. The Accountant to me was one of those movies where I was like, oh, I kind of feel like I, I don't want it to be a one and done, but I feel like it was a one and done. And now I'm kind of glad that it's not. So I am telling you, Ed, if you get a chance, see The Accountant. It's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have it, so I'll definitely have to check it out. It's just like one of those things I, I've I've collected, I picked it up, and then I kind of moved on, and I just never got to right. uh, to, to 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 view it. the The thing though for me is is that um, almost doing the reverse of uh, uh, what you're talking about. Like, yeah, you, you ever see a movie and go, it it was good, but you go in, and then they make a sequel, and you're going, I don't think that really should have warranted a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think. Jeez, uh, there's a couple movies out there. Um, oh, there's not probably none coming to, to mind like right away. Right. You know, guy. Right. Thing. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm like trying to think. Like, uh, what movie did not that I, I like the first one? But I was like, they couldn't. There's no. Who asked for a sequel? <laughs> uh, you know what? While I while I liked Bill and Ted's Face the Music. I didn't think it needed a third one. I thought the first two were fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I thought that that said it all, but okay. Or some might argue that no one needed any more Star Wars movies. (laughs) 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 After the three, that should have been it. But, you know, whatever. (laughs) I guess we'll find out, you know. Anyway. um, All right, next article, Ed. This one is... Um, let's see. I don't think I want to do that one. That one just that one seems mean spirited, and I want to do that one. That gets political. Um, all right. So, did you hear about the the kid who basically made a serious version of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? No. Okay. All right. Um, I got to go back. There was a kid who um, made a like a short film of the opening of um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But it was taken from more of a serious tone, like a more of a urban drama, um, and it got so popular that even Will Smith saw it, talked to the kid, and they actually are coming up with a Fresher Prince Air drama reboot at the Peacock um, app, and they just cast a newcomer, Jabari Banks, in the Will Smith role. Um, Banks will play the role of Will. Who was who was played by Will Smith, obviously in the original 1990 sitcom. Uh, Banks was informed by Smith himself that he had landed the part in a video, which can be seen above. Who cares? Um, Banks, believe it or not, currently lives in West Philadelphia. <laughs> is also the birthplace of his character. Uh, he graduated from University of Arts in, of Philadelphia in 2020, uh, and mm-hmm. in addition to acting, he's a songwriter, singer, rapper, and basketball player. He's ripped by Frontline Management. Um, Bel Air is based on the viral video by Morgan Cooper, so you might want to keep that in mind, which reimagined the beloved Will Smith-led com, uh, sitcom as a drama series. Uh, Peacock gave the no sh- the show a two-season order back in September of 2020. 
Um, it's it's set in a modern day America. Bill Air, and that's the name of the show, is described as a serialized one-hour dramatic analog of the sitcom version that oh, lends into the original premise. Will's a complicated journey from the streets of West Philadelphia to the gated mansions of Bel Air. Uh, Cooper is set to serve as co-writer, director, and executive producer. T.J. Bradley and Rashad Neeson, Newson are also served as co show co-runners. Um, Will Smith is also the executive producer via Westbrook Studios, and then Quincy Jones. All the name, 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 names. Um, I'm telling you, the I saw it. The 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 video. It's it's not bad. It's different. You know, when you take a comedy and you try to set it in a serious tone, it makes it very, like, obviously, I mean, the idea of a kid coming from an urban city and almost getting, you know, getting into a fight or maybe almost getting killed and then being told that he's got to now move into a situation, like a fish out of water story, it can be a comedy, but it can also be a heavy drama because you can, some of the commentary on today's society where, how a struggling black man in any urban city is treated versus their how they're treated, if any different at all, in a place like Bel Air where the rich people, maybe there's a different type of racism that gets put on in the world when you have money and you're a person of color. Like, it makes it interesting. Like, there's definitely, like, a, it definitely can speak to, I think, this generation. You know, I'm more for the yuck yucks, but I'll definitely check it out because I think it looks interesting. But I'm telling you, I'd check out the video. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about this one. Um, well, I mean, you don't really know. I mean, honest, I'll, I'll, I'll save you on this one. You don't really know much about it, so you know. I mean, I've I watched French Pinch of Bel Air, and I, you know, and I, I enjoyed it as a comedy, and you know, I mean, pretty much, I think launched. Uh, uh, Will Smith's acting career, uh, pretty much. You know, I think. No, not pretty much. It totally did. Yeah. If it wasn't for that show, he probably wouldn't have been an actor. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it, you know, so it's 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 good in that way. You know, response. You know, kind of thing. But you're going, uh, you know, because that's the thing. Like, like you you get used to something like that, and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, it's not funny. It's it's serious. You're going. Right. Ooh, I don't right. know. Like, well, kind of the whole premise of the show is, you know, it's supposed to be funny, and you're taking the ha-has out of it. Can it still be good? But one could argue that it, it kind of already has been done with uh, MTV's Teen Wolf TV show. Like, they took that comedy movie that one, you know, there, there's a movie that no one asked for a sequel to. <clears throat> yeah, Teen Wolf. <laughs> my old Jay Fox. And all of a sudden, there's a sequel, Teen Wolf 2, with Jason Bateman. No one asked for that. <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one. And yet we got one. So, but Teen Wolf, they took that comedy movie and turned it into a very serious drama in, for MTV. Um, so, I mean, I guess, and it was successful. I mean, successful enough, I think it lasted like five seasons. You know, so. I yeah, mean, now I have to look that up. <laughs> See? Huh? Was that, was that popular enough? I mean, I think it was. I mean, it's, it helped launch careers of some, I think, that Logan uh, kid from the Maze Runner. Um, and I think he also was the kid from, uh, shit, Percy Jackson. I think he was in that show. Like, there was there was a lot of new talent that became like, oh, I know that face now. And he was, he was like, it's... Six I seasons. Know, Unbelievable. Six seasons, I mean... Yeah. I heard the show wasn't bad either. I knew it, for me, it was like a, 
I'm not watching no Teen Wolf. I'm something my Michael J. Fox. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like turning Back to the Future into some super serious scientific show. Right. You know, and then, but people liking it. But if you don't know the original, I guess, like, it's out there, there's some kid who probably has never seen Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and now they're going to get introduced to a whole new thing, and then someone, like, their parents are going to be like, yeah, that's not my Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and they're like, what do you mean? Son, let me tell you about a story about a kid from West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> so, except this one was funny in an alternate universe. <laughs> I mean, it tackled some serious subjects and got serious a few times, but ultimately it was, uh, you know, ha-has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're going to take a half-hour comedy and stretch it out to an hour drama. Like, all right. I mean, you got me for a couple episodes, I guess. You know, it's Peacock, so... Which means they'll be part of their premium service, but they should at least give you the season premiere for free, you know, so you can wet your beak a little. I mean, I mean, you did you say it is? It is a curiosity to to step a hold, but you're going. I cannot see like to me the first season would be the whole like even not only the first season, but like the first like it wouldn't be just like one episode. Like you just got the premise of the show from the from the song and the you know the quick. Like kind of video, almost like you know the intro. Sure, well, the, it's, it's it's the joyous of the back in those days where you can have a theme song from a TV show and it tells you the entire story in like twenty seconds. Right. And you go, oh, I don't, I don't need a pilot. Right. <laughs> right. I get I get I got the gist of it just based off of what they said. You know, like in a minute. You know, and right. and it's it worked for it. Gilligan's Island. It worked for <laughs> fucking Night Dream of Genie. It worked for Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and that's the thing, like like I I think that would be you know that that intro that you would get you would probably see it you so you'd see him in Philly and you know playing ball and hanging out right and, the whole first season would be the opening would would basically be the the song right because there's no way you I mean unless they unless they hit the first episode is the entire hey he lives in West Philadelphia he gets into a fight there could be you know probably a drive by shooting at some point in time which is going to scare his mom. And she's gonna ship him out to Bel Air with to be with his her uncle, you know his uncle, and then that could be the end of the episode one. But maybe it could take all season, right? Like you know, you got to build the tension up, or at least half the season. And then when he finally gets there, then there's got to he's got to adjust to this rich, affluent lifestyle that number one he's not used to, probably feels hate he probably hates because. At guarantee there'll be someone like well you sold out you sold everybody out to be this you know there's gonna be those kind of it's it's i definitely gonna be serious like there's i can already feel the weight of some of those episodes huh. <laughs> you know because you're gonna have to deal with white privilege you know african-american people who have wealth and how they're treated differently or how like i said how they're not treated differently you know, it's going to be, it's, it's definitely going to touch on some very controversial issues. Uh, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. I kind of want to see it. Yeah. You know, it definitely make a conversation. Ed, did you just watch, Ed, did you watch this week's of Bel Air? Holy mackerel. You got to do a little social circle. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe Aunt Viv said that? How dare her? <laughs> All right, Ed. Um, okay, let's go with. Okay, you remember the movie Vampire Academy? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> what 
Well, they're actually making a TV show on it of it. You're kidding. You're I'm not I am not kidding it. Speak, only... Speaking of stuff that didn't need a sequel. <laughs> I am not kidding. Now everybody anybody who knows anything knows that the Vampire Car- Vampire Academy is a series of novels that was previously adapted to the film. Uh, but again, good old Peacock is bringing the concept back to life in a form of a TV series, which just announced its stars. Uh, what surely would make fans excited for this new adaptation it comes from the show. It comes from showrunner Julie Pleck, who previously delivered audiences series um, like The Vampire Diaries, The Originals, and Legacies, which are all basically this characters from The Vampire Diaries. Um, additionally, the stars of the new series have a number of genre and young adult programs under their belts, making them feel right at home in the new series. Uh, the casting go um, as follows um, Sissy Stringer who's in Mortal Kombat will play Rose Hathaway a vampire-human hybrid known as a damn fear, uh, fiery and outspoken Rose is a true fighter in the spirit of practice, blah 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 uh, Daniela Nivez from Sex Appeal in Five Points she's going to play Lisa Dragomir the royal, the royal vampire the snotty brat one mm-hmm. um Kieran Moore from Masters of the Masters of the Air and Sex Education will play Dmitry Belikov. Andre Day Kim from Degrassi, uh, Star Trek: uh, Strange New Worlds will play Christian Ozara. Uh, this is the one that that made catch my attention. Really, is J. August Richards. He was from uh, Angel um, and Generation. He's going to play Victor Dashkov. Hmm. Uh, and let's see, any other names jump out at me? But it looks like it is really a bunch of newbies. Um, yeah, like people from West End, uh, West End's Billy Elliot, the musical, The McGround. Yeah, okay, so. <sighs> so they're going to take the books and turn it into a TV show. Maybe that'll be better. Maybe that will make it better. And then I feel like I, I kind of, <laughs> it needs to redeem itself. <laughs> it's it's there's some moments where I go I can't delete any of my digital content and that movie just stares me in the face every once in a while. <laughs> just, he just looks at me going, "Dude, you bought me. <laughs> you bought me sight unseen because you thought it'd be kind of cool." You know, the concept was Wait a minute, weird. wait a minute. You have that on on video DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. I have. I bought it on Blu-ray, and it came with the. What do you call it? It came with the digital code. Oh, okay. So it's a- in my in my voodoo, I have. But then after, there was that store movies uh, movie stuff where I could take movies that I didn't like and trade them in. Oh, you know, okay. Trade other movies. So I wound up getting rid of that movie just because it was it was so bad. It was like virtually un- virtually unwatchable for me. Yeah, because I was saying I wanted to give people people an idea that that he bought you. Sean bought this movie because it's like <laughs> it was vampire movies. He, th- I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Look, that you thought it was coming with some kind of like Bevy the Vampire Slayer. It was definitely like, hey, it kind of it, it had this Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Mean Girl vibes, high school like drama type thing. Like it was, just, it it looked like more. Not comedy, but it definitely it definitely gave me Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibes. It definitely gave me Mean Girl vibes, uh, Breakfast Club kind of stuff. Like it definitely felt like something that I would be interested in. 
because I like vampire movies and I don't like horror vampire movies. I like the kind of more softer side of vampire flicks, I guess you can kind of say, right. um, if there is one. But this one just seemed like the lead character was kind of sassy. I'm like, all right, I, I get this. I, I kind of, it seems to be like something I might be interested in. So when it came out on video, I just bought it blindly. I didn't go see it. I didn't look at, I don't really put any stock into kind of critics. Mm-hmm. So I don't even remember reading anything. I was like, oh, Vampire you know, Academy. I want to see this. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to watch it. And I think we started watching it at your house and we turned it off in like 20 minutes. <laughs> For some reason, I thought I. So for some reason, I thought we saw it the whole way through. But I, I, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember making it through the movie. Uh, but you're right. Maybe, maybe we did turn it off because I thought I'm thinking. You know what? I, I don't think. But I, I think it was more than 20 minutes because I remember. Because I, I remember after a while, I'm like I'm like I don't like. What are they talking about? Like there were there were so many. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, so many phrases that they use like you know like there's a language you know like buffy we got it in the 90s because i mean it was like you know it was a it was that kind of like a 90s show it was it was it, 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 we understood well, the the right, the buffy terminology kinda, yeah, i would say buffy kind of created its own language and then we started cut co- people started copying that language vampire diaries had their own like little catchphrases or their little own slang that no one knew what you didn't know what it meant and the problem is, is that because it's only in one film, you don't get a chance to actually learn about it or appreciate it. You're just kind of stuck on, I don't know what that means. What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I, I remember, I think we had to pick one. It was one of the nights where I was over and we was either a, movie A or movie B. And we started watching Vampire Diaries because that was movie A. And like 20 minutes, maybe a half hour in, we were like, I, this is unwatchable. Let's go to movie B. You know, and we wound up watching that movie. I don't remember what that movie was, but I guarantee you, obviously, Vampire Diaries took out way more of my energy and my memory because I was like, "Ooh, that's bad." Right. It was Vampire Academy, by the way. Vampire Academy. Let's say I mean, I don't know. I don't ever saw Vampire Diaries. I know you liked it. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm making fun of it. But I'm, I'm not. <laughs> But I, I, I just remember watching that and going, "I, you know, they just had a conversation." I'm like. You, you most felt like is it a foreign language? Maybe, maybe it's maybe, maybe we have right. the wrong. Like, let's check the subtitles on this thing, you know. And it just it didn't make any sense. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, maybe you had to read the book. Like that was the thing. Like that's how I felt. Like, like, like right. Did, and, and I kind of felt that way too. I was like, I don't know what these guys are talking about. Maybe they're telling a plot of the second book, and we're still in book one. Like right. I don't, I don't know, you know. <laughs> And it's like it made no sense, and I'm like, I'm like to somebody, I'm going, like, because somebody's got to watch it and going, yeah, that was good, like, release that, you know, like, right, <laughs> you know, you're going, you're, you, you know, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking probably the executives are like, all right, let's see if we can't make money off of this, you know, like, right, you know, and I'm saying like the sometimes they don't understand it though either too. They're like, they're like, they're like, oh well. I don't get it, but I bet you it's going to make millions of dollars because I didn't get this movie, you know, and, and you know, made a fortune. So this could be that next movie. They're like, like this could be the next Star Wars. Like let's let's get it out there. This could be the next Harry Potter. I didn't understand what the the appeal of Harry Potter was, but it was huge, you know. Like let's see if we can make this phenomenon again because that's what it was. It was like all the teen books, or you know, you know, like the young young reader books. That's what they were buying up, and they were trying to. 
you know, make a fortune on, you know. To, right. To, Apparently, it's a six book series. Cause I'm looking at it because you can buy it right now on Amazon for forty two dollars and twenty nine cents. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Sean's going to review Vampire um, Academy. The you books. know what? Um, depends on how uh, depends on how much that first book is. <laughs> <laughs> if you like, Ed, I'm going to buy the movie again. I'm not. I'm going to read the book so that way I can watch the movie and understand what the hell's going on. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Eh? <laughs> I read the book. I watched the movie. Made, made even less sense. <laughs> I'm typing in. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to type it in. Vampire. Vampire. Oh, no, no. Vampire. Academy. Uh, no. Not that one. T- taken by the Vampire King. No. That looks like a love, like the the vampire on the cover has got like no shirt on, but the K. I'm like, no, it's not. And <laughs> <laughs> I went down the wrong rabbit hole, but I'm enjoying yeah. myself. Vampire Academy first book, ten bucks. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I I will put it on a wish list so that way when it does pop up to like you know like two ninety nine or something. Then I'll, 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 I'll read it. I'll, I'll read it. <laughs> Until then, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Now that I flagged that, I'm like, yep. All right. All right. So, just so you know, they're going to they're gonna take a chance, Ed, with the Vampire Academy again. Well, as long as they have good writers, like I said, it's as long as it's a good story, and they they take it from the book, and you know, because because you, you figure if they made six books, odds are the first the first book did well enough that they made they were like let's get another one of these out, you know, like I they like I, I can't, unless like I said unless unless they were harping on the you know like you know the whole Harry Potter thing or going. Like let's do something on vampires, and they they wrote six books, and they're like, yeah, just publish them. You know, they, those kids don't know, <laughs> right? Uh, don't know shit from Shinola. We'll make a fortune. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it made less sense than the movie did. This the movie's going to be more coherent than the book series. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I got uh this one. I I got, I got uh, let's see. We'll save the McDonald's broken ice cream machines for next week. Oh, you're kidding me. There's a, there's an article on that? <laughs> yes, there is. Would you like the headline? I'll tease it for next week. Ready? Uh-huh. McDonald's broken ice cream machines under FTC investigation. See, I, see that's the thing. I, I actually... I, I, can't, well, I can't wait for next week now because I actually have some authority to talk about this. Not that I've worked at McDonald's, but like I've watched a documentary on this. I'm like, I, 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 I know, I know some things. So, okay. So now you got the same for next week. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> um, I also have this one, Ed, apparently Star Trek creator's son called William Shatner's. This one, I, I'm going to I'm going to stop right there. Cause I feel like this one is, Oh my God. Get over it, <laughs> and, and because because of the content. Star Trek creator's son called William Shatner's "Get a Life" SNL skit disrespectful to Trekkies. 
so this is from people.com by the way and I'm just going to let you know this article was written on September 3rd 2021 alright okay. so this, this ain't no old article um, because the skit that's being referred to goes back to 1986 wow <laughs> alright that is that's a very long grudge for nothing <laughs> alright um Basically, here's the quote. Get a life, will you people? Get a life, will you people? <laughs> uh, William Shatner's whole told Trekkies in a now infamous 1986 Saturday Night Live skit. Uh, William Shatner will always be known to Trekkies. Uh, which they have to put diehard Trek, Star Trek fans, by the way, as if you didn't know what they were. Um, he'll always be known as Captain James Tiberius Kirk. But the two-time Emmy Award winner, who's 90, once made a joke on live television at the beloved sci-fi show's expense that didn't quite land with Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry's family. Gene's son, Rod Roddenberry, which, by the way, takes no imagination whatsoever. Which we're going to name her son, Gene? I don't know. Um, Rod. Rod Roddenberry. <laughs> Dad, you hate me, don't you? <laughs> it could be worse. They could have called him Dingle. <laughs> Dingle Rodberry. Dingle Roddenberry. <laughs> Dingle Roddenberry. That's <laughs> That's what they called him in college. They called him Dingle. <laughs> Dingle Rod and Barry. Because let's say that's that's how it, that's how you say it. Like it's like it's, 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 actually Dingle was his nickname, so it was Rod Dingle Rod and Barry. <laughs> Just Rod and Barry. If you say that right, it sounds like Rod and Barry. Right. So it's, Right, Rod Dingleberry Roddenberry. He's he's also say that five times fast. So Gene's son uh, Rod <laughs> also produced several projects on the franchise. Called out Shander over a Saturday Night Live skit in a recent interview with the Hollywood Reporter. Recent, <laughs> okay. It's not like he called him about back in 1986. It was recent, in 2021. That is what, uh, how many years? 35, 36 years later? 35. 35. 35 years later, Dingle is going, <laughs> I didn't like what you said. <laughs> like, back in 86. It was a skit. On television to get jokes and laughs and uh, well maybe maybe this is the first time somebody asked Dingle <laughs> he's been waiting 35 years <laughs> Wait, 35 years for somebody to ask this question finally Mr. Roddenberry um, how did you feel about William Shatner oh let me tell you something about him 35 years ago that SOB went on live television and told all these Trekkies to go get a life the same people that helped put food on his table 
And I'm like, yo, yo, Rod, Rod, calm down. It was a joke. I'm like, just, jeez. So here he goes. Back in December of 86, SNL episode, the actor took questions from a fa- at a fan convention. <laughs> They're acting as if this really happened and it wasn't a skit. Uh, get a life, will you, people? He proclaimed in a now in the now infamous sketch. Um, for crying out loud, it's just a TV show. I mean, look at you. Look at the way you're dressed, Shander continued on in the skit. You've turned an enjoyable little job at this as, as a lark for a few years into a colossal waste of time. <laughs> oh, I remember that. that was great. It doesn't work unless you have to do some sort of Shander. <laughs> Although he never got to, although he never knew what his father thought of the skit, as Gene died when his son was only seventeen, Rod did not like it. Did not like how it portrayed fans. This is his quote: "I never really appreciated that skit because I think it was demeaning to the fans." Rod told the Hollywood Reporter ahead of its original show's fifty-fifth anniversary. By the way. Uh, I think it was disrespectful, especially for a character who was an open-minded, intelligent leader. Uh, but I don't... He's like, but I don't condemn it in any way. It's Saturday Live, and it's all in fun, Rod ed- added. Dude, you can't go and slam a show and then turn around and just go back on it. Mm. You, you just go like, look, you could say maybe back then I thought it was, but now in light of things, I, maybe I was, I was a little too serious at 17. I was probably going through my emo phase. Well, to say like, like, that you, you, you he, he, it was seventeen when when Gene died, right? But it was five years before that that you right. know type of thing. So he was he twelve. Was, he was twelve, right? And so he was he was he was his voice was cracking. You know, Dad, I don't think it was, I think that Chandler guy's kind of mean to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't like no, sir. I don't like it. I'll tell him a thing. No, Rod, calm down. It's only a skit. He's making fun. No, Dad, I think he was being mean. <laughs> like, I was saying, like, yeah. did at twelve, did he care? Like, and then well, here he admitted that he wasn't immediately a fan of his father's show himself until he met some devoted Trekkies. <laughs> he, he goes on. They were my introduction in, to Star Trek. Uh, they're the ones who came up to me and said Star Trek inspired me and. Be- because of Star Trek, I am now a teacher, a doctor, whatever the case is, and I owed that to Star Trek. At the time, I was watching Knight Rider, and Knight Rider didn't do that for me, told THR, you know, the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> just find that, like, yeah, I watched Knight Rider too. It didn't it didn't make me want to talk to my car. Well, it makes me talk to my car, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it did inspire you. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Shatner, despite the skit, embraces the franchise's many fans. He's even used the SNL catchphrase as the title of his 1999 not- uh, nonfiction book, Get a Life, for which he did research at, a, a, at a fan conventions before exploring the fandom even further with the 2012 documentary of the same name. Uh, the actor did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. Why would he? Why would he? <laughs> people, like, can you imagine that phone call? Like, uh, yeah, excuse me, Mr. Shander, what? What is it? Uh, people's on the phone, People Magazine, why? What do you want to talk about? Oh, my God, is everything okay? Yeah, remember that skit you did 35 years ago in Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Well, apparently, Gene's son didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to go. 
Fuck himself. Uh, man, tell him to get a life. <laughs> it was something I did as a lark. <laughs> <laughs> tell him to get a sense of humor. <laughs> tell him to take that dingleberry out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tell him exactly what I said on that on that day. For crying out loud, it's just a TV show. I mean, look at you. <laughs> look at the way you're dressed. <laughs> You've turned an enjoyable job I did as a lark a few years, 35 years ago, into a colossal waste of time. I mean, how, that is one. And then to be like, oh, I didn't, no, sir, I didn't like it. But, you know, it's Saturday Night Live, so I guess it's okay. No, 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 you don't get to, you don't get to do that. You clearly are still butthurt 35 years later about it. <laughs> still butthurt. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's the way I read it. It's like you're trying to be like uh, like someone went, hey, remember that skit? That skit was funny. Yeah, no, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was funny at all. Dude, you were 12. Yeah, no, I was watching Knight Rider, dude. I was I was all about vengeance and, and justice and some what Shatner said on TV was mean and hurtful to a bunch of people that I've never met at that time because you know why? Because all my memories of my father are not good ones because you know why? While he was making all this TV show, he was never home. He was too busy doing other things. He doesn't know what I was like as a kid. Here I am, 12 years old, watching Knight Rider going, you know what this show doesn't have? Spaceships. That's why I fucking love it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? My dad, who was never home and never around because he was too busy making his stupid show, trying to be, uh, you know, worse than ever happened to me, was fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Why Star Wars? Because the show was gone. It was in reruns. Reruns, I tell you. And then all of a sudden, that stupid movie Star Wars happens, and everyone, everyone wants to jump on the star space stuff, and someone... Paramount dusted off my dad, and we're like, "Hey, you used to make it. You used to make that TV show. Do you want to make it into a movie? Yeah, sure." And then made it to like the. Oh my god! <laughs> Hard to believe that that movie helped launch everybody else's career. Paramount. <laughs> Let's go back to that phrase. Paramount dusted off my dad. Oh my god! <laughs> Paramount dusted off my dad. I mean, seriously, Gene Roddenberry was doing two things in 1979: Jack and shit. <laughs> Jack left right. town. Right, he was still probably living off pretty decent, maybe not even decently, off the the residuals of the reruns that Star Trek was get putting on his plate. And then Star Wars comes around, it becomes a huge international success, and everyone now wants to get into the space game. And Paramount's like, didn't we used to have a show once? Why don't we just bring those people back? Why not? Why not? Now at this point, there's rumors of conventions and stuff like that, and the so-called Trekkies were around because of the of the reruns. So someone, someone brilliantly went, hey, you know what? What's Roddenberry doing? Nothing. <laughs> Let's get him on the phone. I think we might be able to, you know, I think we got something here. And they called him up and said, boop, 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 boop. Hey, Gene. Yeah, 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 it's us, Paramount. Yeah, you know, we haven't talked in ages. Yeah, we get it. You know, we're making money off the Star Trek. We love it. You got one in you? Because we want to make a movie. 
You can do whatever you want. Gene Roddenberry is Mr. Like, oh, I have such a bright hope for the future that he makes probably the most boring Star Trek movie of all time at, right out the get-go. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then the second one was like, yeah, you know what? Oof, that first one, we, we, we made our money back because of the fandom, but ooh, it's, it's a sleeper. I, I fell asleep like three times watching it. You know, so what what can we do? Well, there was this one episode that we had, you know, Ricardo Montalban as Khan. Great. His TV show, Fantasy Island's a huge hit. <laughs> can we get him to do the movie again? Like, can we get him to reprise it? I mean, he's not in the greatest shape. That's okay, fake chess plays. We, that's movie magic. <laughs> I, I, apparently, I'm watching documentaries. Apparently, that's, that's, all, <laughs> that's all Montalban. That is that, that are, those pecs are real apparently. I'm like I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't I'm not know. buying it, but I, I've I've no. I mean maybe if tattoo is rolled up under his shirt. You know, every time he said the plane he flexed. <laughs> no way. No way. It's not all but they took an obscure character. I guess, you know, I don't, you know, and they put him into a movie and they're like, oh, well, we can, you know, here's a sequel, a movie sequel to an episode that has got to be like 30 years old at this point. And it's a hit because it's got action in it. <laughs> it's got real action in, and shooting and explosions. And Roddenberry gets pissed because he wants the show to be way different. So <laughs> at this point, Fox goes, hey, you know what? How would you like to come back and like ten years later, do it again? We'll call it Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> no, and at that point, now poor little what do you call it, Rod Roddenberry, is now going great. I just got my dad back, and now you're taking him away again. <laughs> you know, you know what the, you know what's sad is I'm, as you're as you're you're spouting this off. I'm actually looked up the Wikipedia, you know, the, to see see. <laughs> to see Roddenberry's career, and you're not that far off. <laughs> he probably right after Star Trek, he probably does, probably did a couple, maybe one or two like pilots or something. Well, no, he, he did, did he more. did he did some stuff, and, and like it did did right. none of them really stuck, like anything. And he ended up sell, selling Star Trek basically to to, to uh, Paramount. So like, sure, that's he, yeah. was, he was, you know, nothing else was painted out the way Star Trek did. So next thing you know, you know, someone goes knocking, hey Roddenberry. <laughs> Hey, someone at Paramount was going through some old files and this dusty tomb popped open and it said Gene Roddenberry. And he went, oh, shit, I think we got something. Let's get him on the phone. <laughs> we struck you know? gold. Right. <laughs> it couldn't have been any easier for them to come up with an idea because it was just like, hey, we got a property that's already got a fan base. <laughs> you know, let's just see if he's willing to do it. And Gene Roddenberry, who at that point probably, you know, it's seventy, so his kids, what, like, a suit, like six years old at that point, not even. He's off doing these movies and doesn't know his dad. Dad doesn't know him. Roddenberry's Rod Roddenberry was born in seventy four. So seventy four. Okay, well, fine. Even still, he's five. Dad, I think when he, the Star Trek came out, movie. that's fine. So again, doesn't really know much about his dad. Right, you know, uh, his dad is synonymous with a TV show that was around before he was born. <laughs> <laughs> you know, came and went before he was born, and it's his whole life 
is circling around this one show. So now, as a kid, you gotta be looking at his dad, going, "Dad, what else are we gonna do? We gotta, you know, put food on the table." Shut up, kid! I'm trying to get Kirk back on this big screen. Like, you know, <laughs> you, Dad, I'm watching this show about a talking car. You know what? This, you know what? I had a show with a talking computer, a talking ship. It was called Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I know, I know, Dad. It's all you ever talk about. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Do you know what how what I got in math today? I don't care, son. <laughs> you know who's good at math? Data. <laughs> you know who's good at math? Spock. Spock's good at math. He's got the arching eyebrows. The you know it's illogical. You know what? I can't. I can't talk now, son. I have to think. <laughs> like, so then all of a sudden it's like you know, here comes this skit and the kid's like, hey, you talking to me about the people? How put? Food at my table? Oh, I'm mad. I'll get bed later. My shoes on. <laughs> I have to watch it. If I miss it, I miss it. I have to wait till all till summertime to see it again. Because <laughs> VHS haven't been invented yet. <laughs> You think my dad being such a good TV show about the future, he can come up way I can record my fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> no, all he does is he grabs his mouse and goes, "Computer, computer." It's <laughs> 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 not fair, I tell you. Uh, you know what's life like? Go through life named Rod, Rod Roddenberry. Oh. <laughs> uh, Damn you, Kirk! <laughs> Shatner, I'll get uh, one of these days. I'm going to give somebody a piece of my mind. Thirty-five years later, hey, so what you think about that little skit that Shatner said about you know get a life? Huh, I didn't like it at all. Granted, I never watched the show. Wasn't a big fan of the show back then when I heard when it's a kid game because I was I was watching you know Night Rider, Lone Man, World Full of Justice, you know. <laughs> I promised myself I'd get revenge. <laughs> I didn't like it. And then, like I said, like he lost his dad like five years later. <clears throat> so, it's just like, he's pent, all this pent-up anger and frustration just as a kid finally gets to vent it all out 30 years later over a skit <laughs> that helped define a generation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically... <laughs> This makes you go like, wait a minute, like if I mean if if it destroyed Star Trek forever, I'd be like, all right, yeah, he's got a point. But it's like, like I'm like I think Star Trek was probably more powerful than ever, you know? I mean, yeah, <clears throat> I mean it, it it already had its following before the the movie came out, and then when the movie came out, it just made more followers. It became it was it's there is. I mean, it's one of those, it's like in the lexicon of pop culture. Everyone knows Kirk. Everyone knows Bones. Everyone knows Spock. You know, I mean, even if you didn't watch the Shatner stuff, you know it because of the J.J. Abrams stuff. You know, it's just something there. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor. And you're, how many times in a regular old TV show you can go, he's dead, Jim? And everyone knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, beat me up. You know, set phasers on stun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's all there little Rod Roddenberry just sitting there all grumpy pants listen to, <laughs> what do you call it 80 something he's probably listening to The Cure 
like, like I like I was, you know, angry. <laughs> I was older. I'm older, but you know, <laughs> a teenager listening to Joy Division and the Smiths, being all like all emo and wearing all black, <laughs> hating the world, all. <laughs> <laughs> no man dad you just don't get me you stick you get your head in the space clouds man everything's happening right now in the real world dad just don't get me <sighs> I'm, I'm, you know what I'm, I'm gonna watch Battlestar Galactica fuck you dad <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, I'm going to watch Battlestar Galadia. Uh. <laughs> Did you ever watch Star Trek? Nope, wasn't my show. Really, your dad created it. Nope, never liked it. <laughs> I don't know. Thought it was boring. Battlestar Galactica, that was my jam. <laughs> Space 1999. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh yeah, all those Star Trek movies got you. you. Know what blew my mind? Black Hole. <laughs> Loved that movie. Loved it. This is my favorite movie of all time. All the space movies. I mean, Star Wars, granted, but masterpiece. But you know, after that, the Black Hole. Loved it. <laughs> Your dad. Yeah, my dad. Nope, never cared for it. Not once. Search for Spock. No, thank you. Yeah, didn't. You no, know, actually, the show got better after he was no longer a part of it. Then I started watching it. <laughs> that Damn. next generation, that first season, God, it's awful. It's boring as hell. <laughs> you know, the moment they got more action, more they were doing more shooting, shooting, it, was, it became so good. My dad passed after that, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. He never got to see the phenomenon that became after that, you know, because then after that, you got all these spinoffs. <laughs> Like, we were rolling in the money after that. <laughs> help, help me buy this new Firebird. <laughs> I, was huge, I was a huge Knight Rider fan. I swore myself where I got the chance of buying that car. Bought it. Bought it with my Star Trek money. <laughs> so I guess something good did come out of it. <laughs> I mean, cultural phenomenon all for that side, but you know what it didn't do? Put food on my ta- put food on my table, so I guess that's good. No, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a household name. I mean, seriously, think about it. Rod Roddenberry, how is that a household name? <laughs> I helped. I did a little thing. I, I signed some checks to get some of those new shows, you know, signed some deals. I get the residual effects, you know, for syndication. But uh, ultimately, never cared for the show. <laughs> thought it was kind of boring and pretentious <laughs> very self-serving you know like oh my dad always thought the best of people and that the world was going to be all nice and lovey-dovey and look how boring that turned out to be everyone fucking hated that first season of you know next generation then the moment we started shooting people I mean, let's face it when we introduced the borg fucking shit popped off <laughs> you know dad would have hated it because <laughs> then it became an action show you know, hero, bad guy of the week. You're not, and there was no, like, oh, we have to be better. You know, I mean, yeah, sure, there's the yeah, I see four lights, you know, episodes where <laughs> the car stood up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were some good moments. You know, you had Shakespearean actor, Jean, you know, Patrick Stewart, you know, there are four lights. 
<laughs> I'm a Shakespearean actor. Oh, I shouldn't have to say engage. <laughs> oh, let's take this show serious, people. People are relying on us. Settle down, Stuart. <laughs> you get paid scale <laughs> to wear a unitard. <laughs> that doesn't apparently doesn't fit quite comfortably because you're always tugging at it. <laughs> oh. Oh. I gotta stop. I could do that. I could make fun of Rod Roddenberry all night. <laughs> RDR. Uh, Rod Dingleberry Roddenberry. Uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't already figured it out, you're listening to Geeksters. <laughs> Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Oh, also, Ed, too, next week, you're going to find out what it takes, how much your parents had to pay forty-five grand for their son's porn collection. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm saving that little nugget for next week. <laughs> Along with the broken ice cream machines. Oh. So, hard-hitting news reports. <laughs> In the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've heard on the show... You can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away.